Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, and real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by my co-host Justin Richardson and the bad boy Bernie Pacasi. Our guest today is the one and the only Dan Gallagher. J-Dub, how are we doing, sir? Swell. Looking swell. <laughs> Bad boy Thank Bernie you. Biceps, the 44th father. How are you today, sir? I'm feeling like a million bucks, Matty. Well, you're looking like 150. All right. Well, you can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please. Email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And for the love of God, I don't want to keep asking you to do this, but it's every day with the mouth. So if you could just please like and subscribe so my wife just stops giving me so much shit about doing this show. All right, uh, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspectives, exploring your day. And how you get paid Launching a new episode Every Tuesday Your day can transform While we inform With new episodes available On every platform So check out our vibe And how we get live Then do us a solid Share and subscribe When you share it Okay, so uh, today on the show, we have Dan Gallagher. I would like to say that I met Dan Gallagher in 2005 working at Vinny T's, and I did not know him before then, but there is someone on the show that has known him since, well, a long time. So I'm going to let him take it away with B-Block. Go ahead, burn, knock your socks off. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you a little something about Dan Gallagher, the DPG, youngest... Daniel Patrick is in the house, the youngest of five, broad, completely square-headed boys. Yeah. Uh, his mother is a literal saint, and his yeah. father is will forever be a legend. Yeah. Uh, Dan and I met in second grade Love after it. the Catholic school I went to in first grade politely asked me not to return. Sure. Yeah. So I met up with Dan, and uh, you know there was a little group of dudes. He seemed like a pretty cool guy, but it was pretty clear that I was going to have to win his favor to get acceptance from everybody else. Right. Yada, yada, yada. I'm not so bad either. We become best friends. Right. We spend most of our lives on bikes, in comic book shops, talking about Star Wars, uh, playing very mediocre baseball on the yeah. same team. Yeah. Um, later on, 
we would eventually go to high school together as Ooh, well. Very nice. Uh, where Gallagher would excel at a number of things. Uh, fun fact about Gallagher started every single varsity football game of his high school career. Really? Off the jump as a freshman. Um, four seasons super- of varsity. Mm-hmm. Which isn't yeah. super surprising as two of his four older brothers played division one college football. Ah, um, makes sense. <clears throat> Gallagher went on to try his hat as a thespian, uh, joining the school play Ooh. as a greaser number six in Greece because he thought it would look good on his college resume. He is a Danny uh, Zuko. He 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 could have been. Yeah. Instead been. he was instead he was Mitch in the chorus. Nah. Um, we went ahead and decided we were going to stay together as heterosexual life partners and became roommates at Villanova. Ooh, go where, Wildcats. Yeah, go Cats, where Dan blessed the entire fourth floor of St. Monica through most of the early 2000s uh, with as much alcohol as possible due to his exceptional fake ID. Very um, nice. And then has gone on to do a lot of weird stuff. Dan has been acted on stage and on screen. Yeah. Dan has produced original works. Check out Sci-Fi Macbeth. Dan has written a novel. Dan has written screenplays. Dan has done podcasts. He's kind of a jack of all trades. Let me yeah. just sum it up for you in one thing right here. Okay. In the mid, in the late nineties, Dan was nice enough to walk away from his car so that I could lose my virginity in the backseat. What a guy. Nice. What a and guy. Now, and now he sells me life insurance. So Dan, I just want to ask you a quick question here. Uh, Cheetos, crunchy or puffed? Crunchy. Yeah, no question. Not looking back. Goddamn right. You're goddamn right, Crunchy. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. I think Justin, you're like one of five people besides the kid in the movie Little Giants that likes some puffs. I'm a puff boy. I don't. I don't get it, man. (laughs) I don't get it. I mean, truly, I'm a I'm a ball boy, like a cheese ball comes in like the the barrel, the tub. Oh Oh, man. Yeah, if you can find the planters, uh, cheese balls, solid cheese balls, not us. Planters, yeah, beyond compare. I, yeah, I like uh, planters. Is that's a that's a pricey cheese ball. That's mm. the thing. That's I the thought. Cadillac of cheese balls. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it comes in a big tin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do they sell? Do they still sell the popcorn in a tin with the three different flavors? Oh, with the divider, yeah. they better. Oh man, yeah. dude, you got some caramel. You like butter was always last to go. Am I right? Uh, like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, butter's it's the fine. Caramel that's better. Caramel yeah. goes the first day. Right, yeah. caramel's just the best. Caramel's hard yeah. too. Yeah, oh, loved it. Nice little crust. The best part was when you got low, and it really the the co- molecular cohesion was no longer there. It was just like a powder of yeah. all different kinds of things. Yeah, that kind yeah. was better. Yeah, it was a nice mix. You did get the salty sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Big fan. So Dan, <laughs> thanks for coming on. How are you, sir? I'm great, man. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me, dude. I am tickled pink that you decided to come on. And this is one thing that we've said repeatedly on this show is that we do classify how amazing this show is. And, you know, we are over, you know, at this point, I think we'd be at like almost 100 episodes combined with the weekend popping. But uh, we do we do classify how great the show is by the people that will come on and listen to the show. So you are a class A human being and we're super excited to have you here. Uh, I do want to ask this. So I do remember Byrne telling me a story and we're going to start off with you are, you were born and raised or born in 44, right? Yep. Grew yep. up in 44 your whole life. You're the youngest of five Irish Catholic boys, right? Correct. 
Yep. When Burn forgot to say barrel chested, right? Common <laughs> Irish Catholic trait. I'm one of them myself. Love a good barrel chest. But yeah, so you're the youngest of five boys. I think, what'd you say? Your older brother, your oldest brother's 14 years older than you? 14 years older than me. Yeah. And then my closest brother's only two years older. So it was like a wide range. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah that was a whole big thing. Whole so, big thing. Yeah. That's, that's cool though. So you had something to like look up to and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. So it was really cool. Byrne told me that uh, when he did meet you or go over your house for the first time, he said that's when he saw the biggest human being he had ever seen in his <laughs> entire life. Is that right, Byrne? That is 100% correct. And he was also standing in a doorway. So it was like, it was like, there was no doorway. There was just a, there was just a figure with a little bit of light behind. I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. And you were seven years old. Probably seven. Yeah. Seven or eight. There was, dude, I remember, and that was your brother. And we, like Byrne said in the, the B, in the previous, uh, in B block, he was saying how two of Dan's older brothers played D one football. There was a guy that went to our high school when I was there, he was like older than me. He had graduated before I left, but he was on the, the documentary that they did at North Penn called the season. He was one of like the featured guys. Cause he played, he was a starting lineman at Penn state. His name was Chris, oh. Chris McKelvey. And I just remember seeing him in like the weight room in the off season. Cause he would come back like, you know, summer and stuff. And he was always in the weight room. He was like legit. I remember seeing him was like, what the fuck, what am I doing here? Right. Like who, who's like, if I like, you think right away, like if you're on a battlefield and you see that guy with an ax, if this is like, you know, 500 years ago, come on, come on. What are we doing here? You know, it's just, <laughs> Forget about it. You'd want, you know, you'd want a couple Gallagher's on your side. I'll tell you that. So uh, let's get into that though. So let's start. Like, what was the dynamic like? So I am, I, I'm one of four kids. I have my sister's the oldest. And I have my older brother Tom, then me, and then my little brother Alex. So you know, it was like you know, three boys is. It was like our our house was a war zone and things like that. But I can't imagine two things. One. Like the ins property insurance at your parents' house must have been through the roof. And then also the food bill, just, I mean, come on, how do you support that? Yeah, exorbitant. Yeah, as I'm a financial professional now, as Bernie mentioned in the uh, B block, I sell insurance. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I'm studying for all these exams and stuff and getting licensed and, and getting out in the industry, umbrella policies started making a lot oh, of sense to me. So That's funny. Yeah. When you have home insurance, so you're yeah. covered to get sued. Hey. But you might get really sued. So yeah. you got to get a, an, an umbrella policy. And that hey. was definitely yeah. there. Yeah, just yeah. FYI, your boy old Uncle Maddie here has got his PNC license. Oh, just to let nice. you know. Yeah. Nice, me too. Yeah. yeah, passed it this year. Property casualty buds. Yeah, fuck yeah, brother. <laughs> Dude, not going to lie. I uh, had to take it three times. But uh, rough test. Uh, I'm not, you know, it's just, dude, It was. it's the worst. What are you going to do? But it's not well i kept getting hung up on the obscure like maritime the, the, insurance and the, stuff it's just interesting it's like like yeah. oh so if you were an old clipper ship that's how you'd get insured yeah, oh what? dude when they do the inland marine <laughs> yeah. oh inland yeah, marine? yeah. Was like, come on and flood dude, you just did not see flood. this happening no one saw this conversation <laughs> going this way um, yeah taking it back um the the uh the dynamic was really cool because my brothers were so much older than me yeah. So that by the time I was going to kindergarten, the older ones were going to college. Oh. And the next oldest brother was two years ahead of me. So it was like, he was always too much bigger than me to like 
sportingly pick on me. It was, right. it was you just blow me away. So it was right. no fun. Like eventually when he got bigger, like we'd play sports and he'd still dominate, but you could tell like he wasn't quite going easy. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't going easy at all, but yeah. it was yeah. never like getting picked on. Right, so right. it was actually a really chill vibe. It was really great. And it was really cool because as I'm growing up, then I've seen my brothers do all this stuff sure. ahead of them. So when I'm applying for colleges, like I knew about college when I was four, there's no big whoop. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, You've the, been food down bill was, the food bill was insane. Yeah. A lot of, a uh, lot of noodle, a lot of potato, a lot of just <laughs> every carb. I need to find hey, carbs you have. We're all, we're Cas- all there. Casseroles, bro. baby. Casseroles. Oh yeah. Did your Which mom, actually, did your mom put the, youngest, the potato chips on the casserole? Um, no, because yeah. you couldn't keep a bag of potato chips in my house. <laughs> if she got home from the stores, like by the time she cooked the casserole, the potato chips were gone. Yeah, sure. By the time she prepped the casserole, the potato yeah. chips were gone. Having uh, a brother 14 years older than you, that's like, he must have been your fucking hero. Right? Oh, completely. Like, like you, you idolized him, right? You would talk oh, about him all the time and like. Well, right, all my like, three oldest brothers were like that, like one, two, three. So they were like 14, 13, and 12 years older than me. And then my next oh. oldest brothers, too. So like we were like a little yeah. group and they were a little group. That was uh, really great. Yeah. yeah. Parents uh, took a little break there. Took huh? a little break. And then like, yeah. <laughs> um, They're like, we'll make a couple more accidents. Let's go. You know? The cool thing about the uh, the food bill was that once all my brothers had moved out and I was in high school. Yeah. And everyone else was either in college or moved out and everything. Uh, my mom would be like, I can actually like make something now i yeah. can actually like yeah. took like cooking classes and i was like oh. really into stuff so i was actually getting really good stuff oh man yeah, they were just getting volume and i'm getting like properly like sun-dried tomatoes came out of nowhere like whoa all right <laughs> where did this come from yeah yeah it was unheard of in the uh in the 90s in northeast pa <laughs> yeah just <laughs> the same you, thing happened yeah. i moved out of my parents house and my parents moved out of the small house we grew up in moved to the like even further suburbs there was a house with multiple bathrooms now Multiple more bedrooms than children, and I'm I got drunk and I was asleep on the couch. She wakes me up, and I'm not living there. And she's like, "Do you want to? I'm making homemade lobster pot pie. Do you want one?" And I woke up. I was like, "What? What the fuck is going on here? Like, there's a house here in a backyard. You learned how to cook. There's no children here. Like, what is this? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, you're a yeah. monster. Yeah, Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. Justin was in a similar situation to you, where he lived in a house with six boys. Oh. Right. Yeah, my mom would buy. She would buy uh, three pounds of ham, three pounds of American cheese, uh, five gallons of milk, and it all would and like th- five loaves of bread. It would all be going by Wednesday, and she would just like cry. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, "That's it. Like that's it. Like I bought all the food, and and you just got to figure it out for the rest of the week." Yeah. Did she do box cereal or bag cereal? We would only do. I would throw away the bag cereal. <laughs> We're not eating back cereal. Like we're poor, but we're, I want a goddamn box. I want to build a little fort while I'm eating it across from my brother. I want to do puzzles. Oh, we might yeah. be poor, but we're not bag cereal poor. <laughs> and if we are, then you got to figure it out, lady, because we're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something about it. Yeah. yeah she nice. tried to do like the bought the Rubbermaid ones where you fill the cereal. Oh, in and, put the yeah. lid. and I'm like, no, no. I want to. I want a box, woman. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my maze? I want yeah. the maze on the back. Oh. Dude, did there? I don't think I ever found like a thing in the bag though, like a toy. There used to always be shit. In, but when we were kids, there was always prizes inside the box. I think maybe they got stolen before I got to it. Um, yeah, you had to be on top of that. I would yeah. see it as soon as we were bringing the groceries, and I'd be like, "Oh, what's that mm-hmm. little?" Yeah, super I, my cereal, Crispix. Go ahead. My money's on my money's on Alex. By the way, I think Alex probably sneakily got. Yeah, those little single. hands. Yeah, yeah. No one was looking snake. at him. 
Dan, did, probably did you work choice. at Vinny T's when Alex was there too? Or were you gone by then? I think I was gone by then. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't work there long. He's a fucking student out of that kid. But uh, yeah. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. So nice. So let's keep it moving. So like we said, born in 44, Northeastern PA and grew up, you know, and like for those that don't like, you know, we've talked about 44 on the show and we've had a bunch of 44 people on the show and I can't wait to have more and can't wait to do a 44 round table and get it all going. But uh, right. You know, I, I would like to ask Dan, what was, what would you say like was one of your fondest memories of growing up in 44? Cause I've heard stories of 44. It's very similar to the land of the three home of the brave land, South Pennsylvania, but like there are some, it's, it is, it is its own world in a way. So what, what would you say? As a kid, um, yeah very bikeable situation very oh, bikeable town i had this little alleyway right behind my house yep and then the next block alley. continued on for another block so this alley went straight from my house to the little league man oh. straight to the little league, two blocks and as a kid you know your parents like yeah, yeah. go ahead so even when i was like five it was back yeah. in the day when five-year-olds could just leave the house but uh i mean you felt like a king yeah you know what i mean yeah and so that kind of accessibility um and that kind of like um it's weird Cause it seems like it's an opposite thing, but everything was accessible. But when you're a kid on a bike, that kind of makes it almost like an adventure. Oh, the best, you know, the best man. Just like going out, like getting on your horse and going for a ride, brother. Yeah. Let's but see what was what cool happened. about it was it was still rural enough like that. We were like a town sidewalks and convenience stores in the works mm-hmm. half mile this way woods mm-hmm. old, old, um, oh man, it was a coal country. You understand? Yeah. And uh, they stopped mining coal because they, uh, they got it all. Yeah. And they're like, there's no more coal. <laughs> they so, fucking fucked it dry, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Once, so, once this, once the sinkhole started up in the opening up in the fifties, they were like, you know what? Maybe we should, uh, that look back. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, would you think I'm going to mine a tunnel directly under the river? Uh, what oh. go make a tunnel underneath the river? Yeah. We're going to chip away. Ding, 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 ding. Underneath the river, I don't. Think and then once you the get away thing. with it, would you keep chipping away? You uh, see where it's going. That happened yeah. a couple of times. So yeah, no more. Uh, but they did take all the money, but they were very nice to leave the huge wasteland of broken rocks <laughs> piled up. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a comb bank, but we had a comb bank. Uh, no, what is it? Is a gigantic pile of coal? I guess it shale? is. Just yeah. shale. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just the, the coal they didn't want to take. Yeah, oh, okay. that's all ground up and they just yeah. piled it up into a giant i mean like it was essentially a mountain uh on the mountain and uh you could ride your bikes up to it and it was first like a blackened field it was yeah. really other world it was like a, like you beam down in star trek and you're like on this weird planet <laughs> and because it was essentially a mountain of not quite dust but very fine small gravel yeah um you could essentially walk it up because it had so much give that your foot would go in just enough that you could just go yeah and to an adult this is a very gross endeavor sure but to a kid oh it's heaven wild but it was also you know you also had to realize don't it's no man's land it's no anything can happen out there there could be a hobo with who's drinking and just leave him alone because god knows how that's gonna go (laughs) yeah yeah uh let him do his thing yeah there was there's a lot of adventures in every direction i like that though that's that dude that's what like growing up is about i would love to like I've done a little bit of research on the Molly Maguires from up there and like the coal barons. Like, dude, there was a time Scranton was one of the richest cities in the world because of the coal barons, right? Like, 
there's a like a, I think the Scranton Public Library used to be like a coal baron's house, and it's like this yeah. massive castle. It's but, the electric. It's the electric city, baby. It's the first city to run uh, run um, trolleys on an electric wire because they yeah. had so much goddamn money. Oh, they had sweet. enough money to try it. Out. There's a town downriver from Wilkesburg called Williamsport. Yeah, and their high school mascot, I think to this day, it certainly wasn't we were there, was the Millionaires, because that was downriver. Really? That was a nice spot. Yeah, dude, I would love if they did something like a documentary or whatever on the because the Molly Maguires are fascinating back then and like that era. Like that would be tell me like that wouldn't be a great like, you know, Deadwood esque type of, you know, HBO show or something along those lines. Right. Like, it would be be phenomenal. And I'm sure it's like a labor union situation, but also kind of a crime aspect. Yeah. Like, but they but then they would take like guys from the labor union to break up the labor union. And they were like, you know what I mean? Like it was a whole thing. But Yes, former uh, former guest on the pod, uh, Murph Meyer, is a descendant. His great grandfather was, uh, I believe, murdered uh, as a Molly Maguire. Ah, well, fancy that! Yeah, he's got some perspective on it. We'll save that that for the roundtable. Ooh, can't wait! Can't wait for the roundtable, dude. I'll tell you this: when I the first time I like, as like I've talked about on the show, my dad's from Scranton, so I've been to Scranton a few times. And like, you know, it's on a mountain. It's a whole thing. But when you go to 44 in the valley, right, it's legit a valley. Like you drive through a mountain and then all of a sudden there's this fucking city out of nowhere, right, that's built in the valley, right? Like, obviously, like when you say it's in the valley, you think, yeah, okay, duh. But then when you're like, oh, shit, this is a real <laughs> valley, right? Well, especially like around Philly, it's like you're in the Delaware Valley and it's like, 300 square miles like it's this huge area yeah. it's just like a term yeah. yeah yeah you're dude you're exactly right i was like del val college there's nothing there's no valleys here near this count but either way no when you went in it is quite like you know it is pretty cool like when the first time you're there and it's it's got a lot of history and things like that but it's also like you know a nice blue collar town growing up i would like to ask this though so you were five years old heading down the alley to the baseball field and all that stuff you are the father of two daughters uh any any chance you're letting them run outside five years old or no high town no. yeah no 44 yeah really Even we now? got fre- listen man when we go to visit my ma same yeah. house i grew up in same yeah. alleyway they have friends in town uh, yeah right down the alley takes a village now listen i'll keep an eye on them probably more than probably more than my parents did but right, right. um but now nah, i feel a lot better about it of yeah. course by her mind though i'm usually up there my brothers are there with their kids so there's a lot of it's uh, like a whole thing yeah. yeah but it used to be like back then like you know like i know like you know our like my friend's dads would like watch out for me and stuff you know what i mean like totally. if they saw you like all right make sure the kids are okay because it was all like one big group kind of thing like when you have a neighborhood like that it's different right i would say like yeah because you want them to go out and experience and have adventures and like get yeah. into some trouble but you know, but on the other hand, it's like, you got to be safe. You know what I mean? It's all you know, it was back then too. It was like, you had to be back for dinner, not because your mom was concerned, but because she doesn't need this pain in the ass. You get yeah. back here and he had him. Don't make me chase all over town. Yeah. Get back. Yeah. yeah. You know what time it is. I'm not making this for my fucking health. Like, let's go, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So let's get into some school a little bit. Like you did Catholic school K through 12. Then you would go to Villanova, which is also a Catholic school. Also right? correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you did Catholic school and then you would go to St. Joe's for your MBA, which is also. Awesome. A, yeah. So you lived the Catholic school life, uh, you know, all the way up to all the way up the trail. So. Just- 
what would you say? I know. So I've brought this up on the show before and I, this is one thing. And I, you know, obviously people can tell that I've gotten over it because I, you know, only brought it up a hundred times, but I've never <laughs> had, I didn't have a female teacher or sorry, I didn't have a male teacher till I was in ninth grade. So to me, the grade school I went to was all female teachers and it built this culture of like being catty and like kind of, you know, they, the, anything that was competitive or any type of testosterone kind of thing, or, you know, anything that w- had any masculinity involved in it all was shit on. And like, you know, it's just a really, really bad culture. And I like the, you know, what they made to perceive was good, wasn't always good. And you know what I mean? So I don't know, but it was, but it was frustrating because there was no male influence. And for young men, that's something that's vital. So by the time you get to high school, you run into a couple other things and like, you know, you kind of get a wake up call a little bit as far as like teaching goes, but did you guys have that at all? Did you have male teachers in grade school or no? There was a male teacher that we didn't have. There was one, I can remember one from our, uh, we, the way we did it, it was our school was like went up to fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a bunch of schools poured into like a Catholic middle school. There was one dude at our oh. first school that I remember. And then when we got to the middle school, there was a couple more. Yeah. Um, but yeah. not, oh, I wow. mean, one, one or two, maybe. Right. And then high school actually was a pretty decent divide between, I feel like. Um, so wait, yeah, it's like, nice for- you guys did it where because my Catholic school, it was kindergarten to eighth grade. And then the high school was ninth grade through 12th. Right. Ours was ours was two originally, but then yeah. you know the Catholic Church they wanted to save some pennies because um, they were hurting. Yeah. So uh, what they did was I think when when we me and Danny started at our school it was K through eight. Yeah. A few years probably when we were in like third grade they built a that built but they designated a middle school. So then like four or five Catholic schools these grade schools just went. K through five, and yeah. then Merge. everyone from those couple of schools would go to the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade mm. uh, building. Did that take away from any of the rivalry? Because I will say this: that is one thing that you did develop in Catholic grade school is that there were some fucking rivalries, brother. You hated like fuck Saint Rose, fuck Corpus, fuck Jude, fuck Mount Carmel, <laughs> fuck them all. All right. And so I'm just, you know, if for all yeah. I know, we have a bunch of listeners that went to those schools, but go fuck yourselves. Every fucking one of you. I never I, I will say this. I played like we didn't have well, we had a football, but they didn't like they didn't have like a football team for my school. It was like it would be like the Catholic League team. And there was like one team you could play for. And it was, you know, in Doylestown. Right. But soccer was big. Right. Like and it was a co-ed soccer league. And we ended up winning the Archdiocese when I was there. No big deal. But uh, I played soccer three years, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. Never lost a soccer game to any shit house other team, and I never fucking will. There you go. Literally, you might, you might if you career. somehow end up playing Catholic League soccer hey, any, again. Any of these fucking seventh and eighth graders in the archdiocese want to take on old Uncle Maddie? Fucking let's go. All right, dominate you. Want to hear it? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, we won the fucking the Philadelphia Archdiocese. We're in Sports Illustrated. It was fucking great. But that's uh, so cool. Yeah, we had um, a priest that loved us. I'm I'm pretty sure that our grade school, our K through five, just had boys and girls basketball, right? And then, oh, wow. correct. If you played football, if you played soccer, if you played baseball, you played for your town. Yeah. Um. And then even in middle school, I think I played on like an indoor soccer team or whatever. But it was pretty much just like basketball. 
there might've been an indoor soccer team. And then if you were in like eighth grade, you could try out for like the freshman football team at the high school, but that was pretty much it. So the rivalry stuff more happened in high school when all the middle schools then poured into the high school. And you're like, I don't like those St. Nick's guys. I don't like those Holy Mm -hmm. child guys. I don't like those gate of heaven guys. Like, yeah, fuck all. um, Yeah. And um, then again in college when like, because everyone from that, part of pennsylvania went to the philly area for college yeah. so you'd run into the guys who are from the other high schools and then immediately be like oh we're not doing that anymore okay no, all right, yeah. cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. all right we're oh, done with that yeah. okay we're all concentrating yeah. on one thing and it's, yeah. a, can and I, it's females can i hit that sweet yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah yeah that's all you would say nice so okay so you came up through and this is and we alluded to it earlier sports is a big thing for you you kind of did all of them right dan you played a little league baseball as a kid yeah you know, baseball. I did a little bit of soccer when I was like five or six and mm-hmm. then um, not enough to even, I mean, little kid run around stuff, not really, yeah, not yeah, properly yeah. playing. Yeah. And then yeah, Usually. little league and Bernie said that we were, did he say mediocre? Yeah. That's even generous. No. I was trying to be nice for both yeah. of us. Yeah. We weren't just, that, just hapless. Dude, that not is one thing that'll turn you off from baseball is being on a bad team. I was on a team, uh, shout out Clemens Market, fifth grade on this team and it was like dude like i had been on some like really good teams like in the previous years right and it was like i fucking was like all about baseball i was on this team and it was awful we didn't we won we won one game in like a 24 game season and we barely won it right it was like a nightmare situation right and like i remember one time like we had a kid on our team and i want like he was like whatever he wasn't the best player but he was playing right field and is, you know, it's important to know you got to know how to catch, know how to throw, right? This kid wasn't great. He wasn't athletic at all. A ball gets hit to him, right? And it's like right to him. And we're like, dude, you can do it. Just catch it. Just stay there. Catch it. And he does it like the underhand catch. He doesn't catch it. Like, <laughs> you know, he goes to catch it like this, right? The underhand, the ball hits his glove and everyone's like, fuck yeah. And then his glove falls off his hand. And I'm like, God damn it. This team, like the yeah. coaches were even like letting us, like they would let me curse just because I was so frustrated. I was like, "Motherfucker!" No, right? Danny, Dan, Danny and I played the corners. Danny held down right field. I held down left field. And we both hoped that no one hit it our way. That nice. was pretty much the pretty much. It was good enough popper we could get under it. And yeah, I, I yeah. we just weren't coordinated. It's funny because no. later we, in high school I just played football. I played basketball like maybe freshman year, and then just played football the whole time. But. I would have liked to have gone out for baseball because like, I remember playing like as an adult in like a uh, happy hour bar league type situations and be like, Oh crap, I got good at this. Yeah. Cause like <laughs> I, was, I was seven, I was just uncoordinated. Now I yeah. can actually like hit a ball coming in and like nice. run bases and do stuff. But, oh. uh, but yeah, yeah. Football kind of took over when I got to high school. So, okay. So you did like a little basketball then when you were younger, but yeah, like- basketball throughout middle school, grade school, middle school, and then a little bit in, uh, in high school until my football coaches told me like, not man yeah no. that's it no. yeah yeah you're, you're on your sign you're, you're way better at this than you are at that so just yeah. do this because <laughs> the contract is signed buddy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm not Bo. yeah, yeah I'm not dion this is not happening yeah they uh but dude i'll tell you also like you're the fifth gallagher right like did the, you guys all play for the same like midget football team and stuff or yeah we were 44 flyers yeah dude so like you were the fifth Gallagher to come through the organization. They all knew your brothers, <laughs> right? They, and then, like, they had they had one helmet 
for yeah. thir- 20 years that was reserved <laughs> for whatever Gallagher was there. It was the only one that would fit, and every yeah. Gallagher and it would have didn't. to wear it generationally. It, it, it hurt so bad. It hurt oh. the forehead. It was a piece of crap helmet. Almost put me off the sport entirely. Plus, mm. they had a weight limit of like 110 pounds. Oh. Done. I'm yeah. like nine. Same. I'm like, that's not going to work out. Yeah. I was, oh. I, so, like, I couldn't play after that. So, like, yeah, and in, in, uh, I was going to sign up for freshman football. And then they were just like, I was, a, you know, I was big. So yeah. they were like, no, no, come on, come on to the varsity. Yeah. Cause we need yeah, to yeah. be understaffed. Yeah. And so I went from, well, the last time I played football, I was nine and it hurt my head all the time and I couldn't even play. So maybe. And then I get there and the helmet fits and oh. the gear is cool. Yeah. And, uh, and, and probably the biggest, football players. Well, honestly, man, the biggest thing was, you know, you start practicing in the in the summer yeah going into high school i got my boys and feeling good about it going into freshman year i know a lot of people who are even yeah. freshmen but here's my chance to like get in with some older guys upperclassmen and they were way cooler than they had to be to the yeah. freshman kid coming yeah. up i mean they were awesome to me which was yeah. really helpful yeah uh and then of course then you can pay that forward you know what i mean like make sure yeah. that you're good to everybody else yeah but that was great but yeah i still didn't know what i was doing like i was it was the first time you know when you make that transition from like kind of kids sports leagues to like yeah. we're actually doing this now yeah and you <laughs> you get like it's your first time getting physically tired from exercise <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. i'm running i'm like well i know how to run but i can't i can't run anymore yeah like when did all this start am yeah. i dying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you're like this used to be not this bad but yeah no. i used to run laps like hey do four laps and there we go uh this is doing sprints like there's a different kind of running what i thought i was just running and uh and so i i i I got i didn't actually start my first game Uh, i was i was on the sidelines and a guy got hurt so i had to go in in the first quarter well that was played varsity then oh yeah i played every quarter of every game of every year yeah but um but you you lose gearing them Right, you Wally pipped Wally, pipped. Wally pipped him, dude. Did you Uh-oh. ever hear that Bill Belichick Wes Welker story? There was so this happened in Philadelphia. So uh, the Patriots, right? They were playing the Eagles in a preseason game, right? And it was a preseason game, and like Welker had it was when Welker and Brady was when Wes Welker was still there, right? Sure. And they're like they're playing and welker showed up but he didn't dress there was nothing wrong with him he's just like oh, i don't feel like playing kind of thing right that game right julian edelman returns a punt for a touchdown right as soon as julian edelman returns the punt for the touchdown bill belichick walked up to welker and just said wally pip and then kept going right <laughs> so, like, like, and welker's like what dude i'm on molly right now like what's going on you know like and so yeah dude how fucking great is that because yeah wally pip or lou gehrig replaced wally pip and then wally pip never got a shot back so yeah shout out shout out billy belichick but uh so, i don't yeah. remember who got hurt that game <laughs> i took their spot well you never they never got it back so uh, it was, that's it plus two like was your older brother on the team the same time when you were there or was he, was he in a different no. school he went to a different he went to the public okay. school okay we alternated like every brother went catholic school public catholic public catholic right. and part of that was like you know awesome love my older brother and he's awesome to me and was really cool but it's hard always being the little brother at school True. And so when it came time, I was like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the different school and then I'll be me and you'll be you. It'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Matter of fact, wanna... that first game, I wasn't supposed to start. 
I was a freshman. He was a, I want to say senior, but he might've been a junior, but he was at the public school, bigger team. He was going to be a starter. That was a big deal. Yeah. And so all my parents were at that game. Yeah. I think my brothers were too. Like a lot of people went to that game. I had an away game. Uh, It was, uh, I was just supposed to chill on the sidelines. I was kind of looking forward to it. I'd never even been on the sidelines before at a high school game. So I was like, there's lights, man. Yeah. 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 And then they're like, Gallagher, you're in. Well, all right. And I didn't know what You're I was like doing. me or if there's any yeah. Now? yeah. I was like, I, putting me in is going to be marginally better than having an empty space there. So I'm like yeah. tackle. I'm like, okay, um, what do I do? I just push this guy or I don't, I don't know. I yeah. kept asking the guard, like, so what do I do in this place? Like, God, you got to just do something. I figure something out, man. Yeah. He was cool at first, but after like a quarter of this, he's like, Gallagher, it's, we run four plays. Just yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It ain't, it ain't quantum physics. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'll tell you, I did love playing football, like the camaraderie and like, you know, the games itself. Like it, it, there is something awesome. I did love playing football. That was probably one of like, if I had to pick a favorite sport, that was definitely it. But yeah, man, dude. And like, I will, I do like that because that's really rare for back then. Cause back then the cool thing was be an older dickhead, right? Like if you were an upperclassman, the cool thing was to be an asshole and be a dickhead, but that's nice. Like that's pretty, that just shows like the quality of guys you had on the team that the older guys weren't complete shitheads to you. You know what nah, I mean? Totally. They were super cool. And of, it's such a difference. One of the, uh, so little, uh, that's, little, by the way, little, by, by the way, that's called culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, culture. Yeah. yeah. It's culture. Yeah. True. True. That's very real. Yeah. Very true. I, uh, one of the starting, um, the starting quarterback when I was a freshman in high school, the starting quarterback at my high school is a football coach known as Joe Judge. You know him, Vern? Uh, I'm yeah, I do. I'm I'm well aware of him. Really, yeah. really. Joe Judge was the starting quarterback at Lansdale Catholic when I was a freshman, and he was a senior. And this is a great story. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah. So I'm in there's They had like two bathrooms at the school, right? There was one upstairs, one downstairs, and like you know they had a men's and a women's, right? And they like, they weren't the greatest, but so I'm in the stall and I'm dropping some heat, right. Doing my thing. And there's a radiator like right next to the toilet. Right. And it's like, they paint on it every year and all this, you know what I mean? It's like, just like an ugly painted radiator. And someone had uh, like etched in on the radiator. They'd scratched in all jocks are pussies. All jocks are pieces of shit fuck football players right and then underneath it it said come see me in the parking lot judge <laughs> like <laughs> this fucking guy but yeah no dude, he was one of those guys i'll tell you as far as like i mean i didn't have a ton of interactions with him but like in the weight room and stuff he wasn't like uh he wasn't a bad guy i remember you know i thought he was at least a decent enough guy so, but I didn't have a ton of interactions with him, to tell you the truth. But he wasn't you like, know, he wasn't a dickhead to the freshmen. So, to, to be honest, man, like your talent has to be so far and above for you to be able to be shitty to people like on your way up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. because you want to get recruited, people are going to call your coaches. You want to get into playing college, you're going to fit into a dynamic where there's scholarships, where they can bring people in. Like, there is a certain amount of like, now there are guys who are absolute dickheads and are unbelievable athletes that can be but for most people who want to actually get through the system it helps not to be a jerk off because you're going to need a lot of help on the way up and you're going to need a lot of people you know having your back or at least 
putting in for you. And, you know, don't be what's what was that kid's name in the first season of Friday Night Lights? Uh, don't be voodoo, man. You know, oh, yeah, don't yeah, be voodoo. Yeah. The uh, I know uh, Peyton Manning was famous for this is that he they didn't haze rookies. He really kicked against it. He's like, look, every great team had contributions from rookies. Right. So we don't shit on these rookies. We take care of them. You know what I mean? So like that kind of attitude goes a long way, you know, but they did haze, but they would haze the coaches. And if you're Peyton Manning, you're the fucking coach of the team. So what are you going to do? But uh, nice. So uh, let's keep it going. So you did football all four years. Right. And like you, you graduated all that stuff. Once you grad, what? Oh, so when you did start playing football, right. You're playing football, you're in high school. And you're working the same time at an all seasons golf course, washing golf carts. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So former guest of the show, friend of the show and brother to the bad boy, Bernie Podcasty, the 40 Fort father, the 40 Fort fanatic, the 40 Fort faithful one, uh, Palatsky, AKA Jeff Podcasty. He did some cart washing and he would do like, he would run the tees. You know what I mean? He ran like mm-hmm. the tee box. Right. Yeah. And he had said, you know, he had talked about an incident that he had. We had to fucking bow up on some guy. You know what I'm saying? But you really didn't, did you ever run into anything like that? Or it was just like, fucking, let's go. Let's just keep it moving kind of thing. Uh, I was uh, down like at the bottom of the hill, washing all the carts off at first. Yeah. And then they tried to put me in a more uh, hands-on situation, more front of house type of situation. Sure. Uh, they briefly, like maybe once or twice said, hey, you want to be a ranger? And I'm thinking like, walker texas ranger i don't know what it is. i don't know what that means and so you go out and you make sure that the that the you know the game is moving along yeah all right sure so i go down the car i'm like yeah that, that guy's playing golf yeah <laughs> he's got his club yeah looks good he seems, seems to be looking no for idea. a ball yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm also like yeah keep it moving. like how fast should it go i don't yeah. have no idea so that didn't last long they got a proper person to do that yeah they put me in the the pro shop with the with the uh, kitchen as well there was like a little a little bar grill kind yeah. of situation very civilized inside ac you know uh, girls doing the counter at the restaurant uh, section. very nice yeah. Yeah. very nice yeah. but people would come in to buy stuff from the pro shop there and i didn't know anything about golf at all that, at all any, so like these are i know that these are golf shoes because they say golf shoe on them yeah yeah. Have, have you gained any knowledge of golf since then? No. No. Only that it's okay. you. You the club's not going to help. You don't know what you don't. You, yeah, the, yeah. Golf is a weird game because like it's the one thing where theoretically you probably could play pro. Like there's no you could do it. If you do it, you could do it. And yeah. so that's how people judge themselves and it's berserk. Yeah. Cuz yeah. it's like it's like um if I'm starting now and I can't dunk at all, let alone dunk from the foul line, but like that's how people treat their golf game and it's yeah. just irrational. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they gotta take it easy on themselves. Yeah. Uh, so no. Um, the only thing I, I can play golf a bit on the five iron, yeah. and it's because my brother, who uh, the biggest person Bernie ever saw, is just such a freak athlete, and it's like yeah. he speaks. He can tell you how to do a move, and he speaks athleticism like a language. He'll just describe how to move your body. And he showed me do, how to do that once. And he, I told him about it. He forgot. Like years yeah. later, he yeah. did this. But that's the only golf club I can hit now because he explained it in such a way that it was like a, such a natural movement. Yeah. But aside from that, no, I'm total garbage. Nice. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's, that's fun, though, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Come on. But, uh, no, I, I did not work there the same time as Polotsky, though. And yeah. uh, I certainly never had any kind of altercations with anybody. Nice. 
But dude, I'll tell you, that's one thing I remember talking to, and I want, you know, I, I think you guys would agree, like, we had talked about, like, if you could go back in time, because there was a point in time, I think everyone, like, if you're doing a sport, everyone finds a time to concentrate and be like, look, this is the sport I'm going to do, and, you know, maybe I'll go to college, or maybe I'll do whatever with it, right? But, you know, had had I gone back and been able to concentrate on one sport and, like, dedicate this much time as I did to, like, wrestling and boxing and things like that, it definitely might have been golf, just because... Right. If you do lift, you're the most jack guy in the game of golf. Right. And like if you have any type of cardio, you're the best in guy, best in shape guy in golf. You know what I mean? Like they're the, the sponsorships are out the wazoo. You can make a killing, you know, like you do walk the course, but you don't have to cut 15 pounds to fucking play golf. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if like going back in time, Justin, uh, have you ever played golf? I love it. Terrible really? at it, but but I love it. Yeah. Dude. Like if I if I break if I break a hundred, I'm happy as a clam. But yeah, I enjoy the you get out for a day. I've never Some done sun. it sober. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Golf's wonderful. I uh I remember one of the times I went golfing with my dad, I saw him break three clubs over his knee. <laughs> we went golfing. He fucking was just fucking not I can imagine. So I, I never golfed. So I'm in my, my uh I go with my uncle who's now passed and my other uncle. And yeah. we're in North Carolina. He's like, Hey, you want to come golf? And I was like, Well, I've I've been to a driving range, I've played miniature golf. I'm sure, I could golf. Yeah. So we go at the greens fee. We go to a real nice course in uh, North Carolina. The greens fees were like $200. And uh, he looked at me. I was like, I'm not paying for this. Like, <laughs> and uh, so we're playing and I'm doing moderately well. My uh, one uncle who is trying very hard looks at me. He's like, you've played before. I was like, no, I haven't. He's like, you fucking played. Like he's getting so <laughs> mad. You know, he's like, you fucking played before. I'm like, no, I haven't. Like, I swear to God, this is the first time I've ever hit a five iron in my life. <laughs> dude i'll tell you this is the key and i'm gonna shout out old buddy of mine bill burke he's a boxing buddy but uh i it was for i think it was my brother tom's birthday we were doing like a golf thing and i'm i'm not a golfer don't like it like i mean it's i'm whatever about it right but they're like obsessed and they're all like fucking got all their own shit and i'm like borrowing shoes and clubs and like you know not doing with anything and I asked him, I was like, dude, I just don't want to be the guy we're chasing my fucking ball everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to disrupt the flow. And he told me, he's like, the key is you put chapstick on the head of the club and you'll never slice because it won't put a spin on the ball. You'll just, if you like, you got to still hit it. Like, you know, you can't be fucking whacking it all over, but if you just give it a nice, good, solid swing, it'll always go straight. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you put a little chapstick on the head of the club. Dude, we walk up to the first hole. We're at this place, Mainland Golf Course, which isn't it's not like the fucking Masters, but it's it's a nice course. Right. And they have like, you know, a clothing fucking gimmick that they make. They fucking their dish do like dicks about, but whatever. You wear a college shirt. Can't wear shorts. Right. So I go up there. Right. Like, you know, they're all like taking practice swings and like doing all these things. And they all hit. They all drive off the first tee. I'm the I'm the last guy to go up. I got a fucking like backwards hat on, shirt untucked. I fucking flick the sig walking up there. I'm carrying the fucking club like a shillelagh, you know? I just walk up and fucking one time, bam, fucking 250 yards straight down the fairway. And I'm just like, fucking chapstick, you know? <laughs> fucking dude, used it the whole day. I was just crushed the short game. What are you going to do? 
But uh, yeah, the fucking crushing drives all day, just fucking shit banging them. But yeah, try so there you go. So a little chapstick on the head of the golf club. You heard it here, old Uncle Maddie. So uh, I've played, I've played nine holes of golf in my life, and Gallagher was there for them. Oh, and how'd it go? I don't remember. Well, we were trying to hit houses because there was a bunch of houses <laughs> that were next to the course, and the guy we were playing with knew that this one guy was away. Yeah. So we spent most of the time just bombing balls into his backyard trying um, to hit his house. Dude, fucking is that not like there is like I'll tell you, like going to the well, batting cages kind of like can suck, but like, dude, it, I remember like I would go with my brother a couple times and like hit a bucket of balls, right? Like that's a great fucking time. You know what I mean? Just crushing some balls. You don't care, like, if, you know, if you're hitting the guy next year or not and just fucking shebanging them. Like, that's a good time. You know? They should, you know, yeah, whatever. So, is that also the only time you played tennis? No, I have played, I have played tennis otherwise. I just remember that same dude lighting us up at tennis. He was so to play tennis. You were in a yeah, foursome? No. No, three, it was two, two on, on one, one, and he made us look like he chumps. Was, he was Damn. killing us. Yeah. Wait, so you golfed with this guy, then played tennis with him? So, all right. So he lived, he was in our class. Great dude. Uh, shout out Lawrence Panny. Uh, he's a pilot now. Blurp. One of the all time great dudes on the planet. And he lived in this development. And they, there was in this development, they had a golf course and they had like a tennis court. So we went up oh, to Hanks. Nice. We went to different middle schools, but we became friends probably because Gallagher became friends with him playing football. Yeah. And then we ended up like hanging out. He invited us up one day and we were up there like, what do you do? He's like, I don't know. You guys ever played golf? Like, no. He's like, let's go. I got a cart. And we went out and we just wailed balls at people's houses. And then after that, it was like, you want to go play tennis? And we're like, sure. And he actually knew what he was doing and being Gallagher didn't. So he was like, I'll just play you guys. And we're like, that's not fair. And it wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't for the reason, not for the reason that we, we thought it wasn't going to be fair. Yeah. yeah he dude, torched didn't, us didn't dude. even give us a game give him a game yeah. dude that is when you run into someone i remember like i was hanging out with this chick one time and like i was still fighting at the time and like in like good shape and stuff and she was like hey you want to hang out and i'm like you know i'm like yeah we're fucking hanging out and she's like hey you want to go play tennis and i was like okay you know i'm a fucking jack dude what are you gonna do right Bro, i was like almost puking with exhaustion because she's just standing in the middle and I'm like, ah, 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 yeah, it's uh, dude, if you got someone that knows how to like, sh- like shoot the ball or whatever, you know, like, cause the whole time I'm just like, ah, ah, like, I had no, you know, you can't put anything yeah. on these things. That's yeah. I wish they let me play tennis when I was a kid. I'm, I'm not bad at tennis and I didn't really? play that until I was 20 years old. Pickleball is super fun. I play that a lot. So I've shut heard up, about this pickleball. pickleball. What is Fun. what is what is pickleball? It's basically tennis with a, a shorter net, and instead okay. of a tennis ball, it's like a, a hard wiffle ball, and you use a paddle. So like, unlike tennis, where it takes like a, a delicate touch to get the ball over the net, you just give sure. it a, a good old whack, and the wiffle ball kind of dives down anyway. And nice, it's fun. yeah. Right. And it's 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 pretty close to the net. You know, like you like yeah, you, you play pretty get much close. Yeah. like badminton close, kind of almost, but a low net. Yeah, low net, but it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Shout you get, out get you moving out there, get a little sweat going. Yeah, pickleball. Shout out pickleball. All right. Yeah. You play on clay, you play on grass. What <laughs> yeah. are you playing? Playing lower granite courts. Asphalt, concrete kind of gimmick. Broken so glass and U- needles. US Open. Yeah, yeah. US Open style. So uh nice. Okay. So like we said, you're still in high school when you're working at the golf course. Did you work at the golf course like all through high school? No, it was more like a junior senior thing. 
Okay. Once I could drive because it was not far, but it was far enough that I wasn't like riding bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So like you get your car, you start working at the golf course, but you would, that would be like your only job, like while in high school. Yeah. I worked for like a month at the mini golf place, but, uh, Wait, wait, it was uh, the Rich's Golf and Fun. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, baby. And my parents told me that they didn't enjoy the hours. And I'm pretty sure they were just covering up for the other reasons they didn't want me working there. (laughs) What what reasons would they be talking about? The reasons why I hung out there all the time when I wasn't working. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All my friends worked there and uh, there's a lot of places to hide and and drink and goof around. Nice man, nice. No, uh, we've we've shouted out uh, Richie's Golf and Fun Center. Is that Richie's 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 Golf and Fun Center? Yeah. Richie's Golf and Fun Center. Shout out and uh, shout out Richie Sicola, right? Sicoli, Sicoli. Shout out Richie Sicoli, fan of the show, listener of the show. Hopefully, future guests of the show. All right. So, I mean, well, if we if we did have him on, it would incri- we'd be incriminating a lot of people, I assume, right? Because is it still open? Uh, it is not. It is not. Uh, it has now been turned into a gun okay. emporium. <laughs> Dope. I love it. Do they own well, that? It's, no. Oh. Um, and it's it's pretty weird too because you walk in and it's like there's like there's where the arcade was. There's <laughs> a bunch of guns. Hey, there's the ice cream counter. Nope, just guns. Um, <laughs> you it's kind of strange. I did. I had to. I had. I had to. I had yeah. to just pop my head in there and see what it is. They didn't do much with the inside, so it's it's pretty surreal. You know, you played foosball and got high there in the 90s, and now there's just ARs. Yeah. Tactical socks yeah. and all the I'm always amazed at all the other stuff that like they just put tactical on it, put yeah. it in the gun shop. Oh, yeah. I saw that for like tactical lenses, it's, it's sunglasses, but like they're like these are tactical. <laughs> it's like tactically, am I am I is it me versus the sun? I, Look, I don't want non-tactical sunglasses when you're out there, guys. Come on. Yeah, it's got no. a tactical strap. Is the pizza shop still there? Yes. Oh yeah. That's like they're famous, right? Isn't it yeah. like tactical uh, pizza? Yeah, yeah it's tactical cut, tactical yeah. cut, tactical Dude, box. Yeah. That pe- I'll tell you what, there is something about northeastern Pennsylvania pizza, right? Like I'll tell you, one of the best pizzas I've ever had. My uncle Pat lives in Archibald, right? And Archibald Pizza, I'll tell you, man, it was incredible. It's a square pizza. They cut it into rectangles. And like, I think Richie's is the same way, right? Like mm-hmm. at least when I had it, it was, and I didn't even get the fresh stuff. He brought down the frozen stuff and it was fucking incredible. Incredible. Yeah. The big thing you had to know about Northeastern PA round, round pies have slices. Uh, a round pizza is a pie that you take slices from a square pizza is a tray that you take cuts from. Oh okay. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hmm. How about it? A little food for thought. Hey, nice. Love it. So, okay. So you would graduate high school and how was high school for you, Dan? Good time? Oh, great time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah. Nice, man. What was, so wait, was the only play you were in Greece? In high school. Yeah. I, I always wanted to go out for theater, but they only did musicals and I, I don't like musicals as much to do. Yeah. or watch yeah. uh <laughs> but uh my senior year i was like damn it listen i'm gonna go out i want to go out i'm gonna go out yeah. and then the, when i i'm skipping ahead but the very first thing i did at college when they had like the first day orientation here's all the different activities was theater signed me up immediately mm-hmm. non-musical yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh actually it's funny you mentioned that because senior year in high school i had only done football 
And yeah. as you know, football is a fall sport. So right. my senior year, this thing that I was preoccupied with the whole time, I was weight lifting weights in the off season. I was running, I was yeah. getting in shape, fo- focused on this yeah. and, you know, goofing around the entire time. Right, 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 right. So I wasn't like, I was like, all we did, we had a lot of fun, but uh, football was done in the fall. And I mean, it's not even Thanksgiving. And so I was like, I'm going to do everything that yeah. is still available to sign up for. I'm going to do everything. I did mock trial. I did uh, the play and yeah. that was it, but that was still more than I was doing. So it was yeah. just like, I'm Dude. doing everything I can before we go. But yeah, you wanted to be Avenger. Honestly, I'll tell you, I bet there's a lot of people out there. Like I honestly secretly, I wanted to be a thespian as well. Right. Like, I don't know, man. I always thought like I would, but I didn't want to, like my dream was I would love to have done stand up. Right. Like someone, like I would love to have a theater course where they could have taught me stand up. You know what I mean? Or like taught me how to like, at least just talk in front of a crowd and like present yourself and things like that. And like how to work on stage and everything. Like I thought that would like, I would love to do that. But like, you know, they were doing, I mean, the school we went to, they would have like, like uh, off, like they would have like broad, like old Broadway set pieces that they would use. Like it was like the theater program was like really, really big, but, but well, fuck should- it. Uh, we'll get to college in a second. Yeah. Are we getting to college? Can I skip we're, ahead? We're, well, we're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go there now. Uh, yeah. I will say, and we'll talk about it later. I have seen you act in your phenomenal. I've seen both you and Vern act several times and you guys are great. So we'll get Thank more you, into man. that later. No, of course. So, all right, we'll keep it moving. So you graduate high school. You're done there. You and Benoit Poudkasse head down to the, <laughs> to the city of lights, the shiny city, the windy city, the, you know, the big <laughs> apple right <laughs> philadelphia pennsylvania the the land of the free home of the brave adjacent to Lansdale, pa so you're in philadelphia you go to villanova home of the wildcats Rawr! right uh, <laughs> uh so you're going to nova as we call it you know because we're locals locals call it Nova. oh yeah yeah no one's picked up oh, on yeah. that that's a, yeah. that's a local thing <laughs> yeah yeah so you're going to villanova you and burn would room together down there uh mm-hmm. So like you said, you went there first day orientation and Bernard brought this up where it was like <laughs> you went to Nova and they're like introducing people like, where are you from? Oh, Long Island, Long Island, California, Long Island, Japan, Wilkes-Barre, right? <laughs> like, so when you went down there, like, I like, you know, I wouldn't say 44, it's like a small town kind of isk. It is like a blue collar city, but like, did yeah. you have any like kind of like you know big city waking up or like you know anything like that like would you any call like culture shock or anything going down there yeah well you know because because villanova's in the main line you know what i mean so it wasn't oh, so I much know, big brother. city shock it was more like a big money shock yeah stuff that i thought was nice wasn't that oh, nice bro you know what i mean but, that was a, dude, that was an adjustment dude when i when i like i would end up working i would work at christopher's in wayne for a number of years and like dude wayne pennsylvania itself is its own little bubble where it's like like it's it's so much money it is so much money it's unbelievable the amount of money that you would see around there and it's crazy and like nova's just like that's like nope you got some money to be in nova you know what i'm saying i remember asking freshman years maybe the it was cold, so it was probably winter time, and we got to make some friends and get to know some people. So I felt comfortable asking one of the girls, "What is the tan plaid thing? Is that like is, all the girls have these scarves that are like tan plaid, tan and plaid?" Yeah. And she laughed in my face as I knew she would, rightfully so. And it was Burberry. <laughs> and I'm like, "So what is that a thing?" She's like, "Yeah, how do you not know Burberry?" And I was like, 
I'm what? from what is it, I didn't... is it Carhartt? Like what the <laughs> hell? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. This was not something I was aware of or something I was yeah. familiar with. So that was like one of those things. And I owned it because I was like, man, first of all, I'm a dude, I don't know fashion. Sure. I just you know, so that was not something I knew. No one was fucking like, knew Burberry. Like, come on. At Nova was like a gang sign, man. It was like gang oh, colors. Really? Like every girl had this stuff. And oh, it was like shit. something. Like, cause I was thinking it was always like a scarf or like a bag yeah, or things. Yeah. It's like a symbol or something. Like, how come but no one's wearing any other color plaid? How come it's gotta be tan? Tan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. I, there was I, there was things yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I do like Burberry, but like I hear you. Where it's like I remember like thinking that too. Like, what is this kind of thing? And then you find out like what it is, you know. But I'll I'll tell you this. Well, when I'll the answer doesn't you, help, you're like, that's Burberry. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm I'm Dan. Hi, Burberry. Yeah. You know, like doesn't yeah. mean. Yeah, dude. I'll tell you what though. I'll take a Carhartt jacket ten times. You know, a hundred days a week over anything Burberry. I'll tell you that right now. Love Carhartt. Shout out Carhartt. Fan of the show. Listener of the show. So, uh, okay. So, well, you're you're working there. You're at like you do orientation. You get into. Did you work? Like, did you get a job down there as a freshman or no? Not as a freshman. Usually, like that's like an assimilation kind of year, right? Like you're just getting it. You're living in the dorm. It's tough to have a job when you're living in the dorm, aka just like I don't know, fucking brothels or whatever you guys want to call them. (laughs) Well, also, like as a freshman, you're not really allowed to have a car. Like you got to jump through a ton of hoops to have a car on campus. Oh yeah. So it really kind of hamstrings you as far as like like you you could apply for like a work study job at the school and like work in the library, but it's tough to get around the main yeah. line um i mean there was a train but we didn't you know that was a we'd figure that out in the second semester you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. first semester was just like how do i my, my parents are nowhere around um how do i live yeah yeah how yeah. much mac and cheese can i get la vida loca yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> how we live in la vida loca nice so okay so then you're there, like you get through your freshman year. Did you go back home for the summer after your freshman year? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How did you, what was it like first time back home after living in the big city? Uh, I actually did a semester abroad, like a six week abroad program that summer. Mm-hmm. So, but it wasn't right. It was like, it was like July to August. Where did and you so, go? Scotland. What the? Did a theater fuck? study in Edinburgh. Yeah. The Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, Fringe Theater Festival. Oh, it they must cool. have fucking eaten you alive. You barrel-chested, dark-haired right son in there, of a baby. bitch! Oh, Oof. well, you like to wear track. You like to wear tracksuit pants and drink big old things <laughs> of, of uh, hard cider right from the uh, two, three-liter bottle. <laughs> in yeah, yeah, nice. In so go ahead. White Sorry, Thunder. I interrupted you. So what was Any, the anyone want to sponsor? If White Thunder wants to spon- sponsor the show, it was fan of the show. Listen to the show, White Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because I, I got into theater, like I said, immediately as a yeah. freshman. Yeah. Not. The theater classes, not the theater program, the student run theater, oh. which I found out, man, I got really lucky because it was always kind of a mess until I was a freshman and this dude who was a junior. And these, I should say this, these two people who are juniors, uh, a guy and a girl who are still my very, very close to your friends. They did a coup. They did like a coup d'etat against the leadership of the student elected student run board because they were just clown shoes. And they're like, yeah. no, we're doing this properly. And I came in just as this was going on and we piled around immediately. And they knew um, my buddy, James Curtione, who. Uh, oh, James and Val. Yeah. Well, Val was a year ahead of me. I was actually thinking All of right. Mel, uh, Melissa Ryerson. All James right. went on to get his MFA and he like. Uh, Big fan produced, of his work. Yeah. He was like Great a teacher stuff. producer of 
major like these schools like these magnet schools that have like huge musical productions yeah yeah like like summer stage but not like a different place yeah he eventually went on to do all that stuff and like oh was a teacher and, yeah so he i was like i was like a student there i didn't know anything about yeah theater, really yeah taught me everything i everything you knew and yeah. uh melissa was we always called her mel uh produced the stuff she's an executive producer at msnbc now like she, so I, I, just, I walked into this amazing situation where i was going to learn more about acting and theater and production from yeah. these two drinking and smoking than yeah. i was ever going to learn in some class so i Hell had yeah. an amazing experience but they were juniors yeah and val was a year ahead of me she was in the play too and she was just like me we, we both were just like this is amazing and james and val are married and have they're about to have their they just had their third kid just shut um, the hell up that's yeah. awesome man Dude, but, big uh, fan of both of them, dude. And yeah, what was so stuff. cool because I met them at the same time, and they had nice. just started dating. Like we all met within a week, and like so it was nice. like I was equal friends with both of them as they were becoming nice. a couple. It was really cool. But uh, I just learned a ton of stuff. But um, as college went on, and they were they graduated, you know, so I was like, okay, so who else is around? I was like, oh, you're all great, um, but it's not the same. And now we're doing plays that I'm not as into. Yeah, and it became clear that like I like doing this. I don't know if I could do it professionally because there's a real drag when you're not into yeah. it and you have to kind of get into it. Yeah. 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 Can, so show. Can, can I, can I intervene here just for a minute? And I, I want to lay out on a lot of this because me and me and Danny have a lot of similar experiences and I don't want to sit on it. So we sophomore year at Villanova, we lived on the quad, right? Which is right in the middle. It's when you drive by, when you get stopped at that stoplight right in front of Villanova and look to your left, those buildings, those are where oh, all the sophomores. Yeah, live, yeah, right? where everyone streaks through, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, Sheehan, <laughs> Sullivan, Snoop Dogg. Those are the yeah. three buildings. And um, and me and Dan took an acting class, right, with this woman, this little, um, this horrible little woman, um, and uh, and Gallagher. Like we hung around for a while. I stuck it out. Gallagher ended up taking an F. He just stopped going. And didn't it even like, drop it. Just was like, no. Just didn't go. And I was like, dude, this is not hard. You just show up and do it. He was like, I really enjoy this. And she makes me not enjoy it. So I'm just going to take the F and keep doing she's, this on my own time. She's that bad? She was that bad? Well, can I give you, can I give you, let me give you an exercise, right? Yeah. She would say things like, close your eyes and imagine if you were a tree. What kind of tree would you be? Oh, there's like a bunch of 20 year olds sitting around being like, I don't fucking know, lady. What I, I like only we're know supposed to be making of, out with each other here. I only know <laughs> the name of three trees. Yeah. I, yeah. But Gallagher, to his to his credit, because Gallagher is a, a man of principle. He was like, I don't care. I'll take the F. Every time I step in there, I like this a little bit less. And I really love this. So I'll just nice. take the F and keep doing my student run stuff. <laughs> and he did. And he did. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. So then, okay. So you do the student run. You say fuck off to the shitty theater teacher who was probably a washed up fucking piece of shit that never made it and was sad and took it out on all these kids and didn't know how to teach and ruined some people's lives and tried to make other people miserable because she didn't like her own existence. So you said fuck all that and you went to Scotland, right? So yeah. you're in Scotland <laughs> and you're doing the, the theater thing. So what so... Hold there was on. a so, small group of students and there were okay. a couple from Villanova yeah, and a couple from different schools. And it was a Villanova theater professor who, who put all this together, clearly just to get a trip out of it. And God yeah. bless him for that. It was a great Smart. move. And uh, 
we all got assigned to different productions. Now, Fringe Festival, there's a Philly Fringe, so you're probably a little familiar with this. A Fringe Festival is a a citywide festival where people can bring out their shows uh, or their acts or whatever and put them on uh, to audiences or come on just to see these shows. And the idea is it's things that aren't getting produced by big stages or big production houses. Yeah. And so you get a lot of weird stuff, a lot of interesting mm-hmm. stuff, a lot of people on their way up, uh, a lot of people who probably should have quit a long time ago, but are hanging in there. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so it was like, oh, what are we going to get assigned to? It's going to be like something experimental, something weird. And the Scotland one, the Edinburgh one, one of the bigger ones out there. So this, the city was happening with this. Yeah. Like as, a, as the tourists there, if you said oh, I'm with the fringe, that was cool. Yeah. Um, I got assigned to the local community theater, Leith Theater. Leith is the neighborhood in Scotland. And they were doing this play in, the whole play was written in, it was like a, like a you know, castle and knights kind of thing. Yeah. And it was all written in old Scottish. They call it loud oh, Scottish. Oh, man. And so the, the, I know, I know I, after hanging them with them for their rehearsal and their show, I had no problem with the accent anymore because I was nice. hearing like the raw, pure yeah. We're going yeah. to go to the lock. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, it was really cool. They're all local people. And, you know, um, theater culture in Britain is very, very strong. Like they, people go to plays like we'd go to a movie. Yeah. Uh, there's theaters everywhere. And yeah. um, so like their community theater was, it was, it, would, it was really part of the community. Like they packed the house. It would almost nice. be like a, like a church, not you know, kind of like a church bazaar. Yeah, uh, totally different atmosphere, like totally different thing, but like that that level of enthusiasm, yeah. that people didn't miss out, and yeah. so it's really really cool to be on that. Um, definitely not the kind of like uh, weird experimental theater thing; it was the total opposite. But it was actually kind of a, a, an awesome experience in that way. Yeah, you know, Dude. and that was so that. But here's the weird thing: so okay, so that was freshman after freshman year, okay. summer. Go back in June, back in Northeast PA, seeing everybody again. Most of the people went to school in the Philly area, so I seen them all the time. Anyway, yeah. whatever, we're back and we're going out and it's kind of like that weird thing when you're back as, after freshman year of college where like all the high school references are still there. You know, all the people who are still in high school. So it's kind of like, yeah. um, they graduated. So like, but we just graduated and we're already old news, man. This is like some conveyor belt stuff. But yeah. uh, okay, but so then I screw off for six weeks and I come back. And the weirdest things were like, oh, cool, I'll go out and we'll hang out. And it's like, movies have come out that I didn't even know <laughs> come out. Yeah. I was like, um, I think it was like, they made an American Pie 2? What? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody told me that. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so it was weird. It was weird to like go, go away and come back uh, and get ready for the, for the sophomore year. But it was that, so it was an interesting wrinkle to that, that summer vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, that's nice though, man. Like you got cool. to explore and like, dude, it's like that's a, like honestly, Scotland. I know it's like you know it. It's not on everyone's top five places to go, but Scotland just seems like a fucking banger of a time. Just like everyone's, they know the deal. Like it's fucking Scotland. Like we're yeah. here to fucking go. Everyone's cool. You know, there's the, we went to places where like the local bars and stuff. And uh, some of the locals at different places would hear the bars you'd go to be like, oh, you, you got to be careful. You get stabbed in there. I never saw any of that, man. Everyone was super yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, if you make people mad, they get mad at you. But if you right. don't make people mad, you're pretty cool. Right. Um, and dude, uh, like you're a big guy. Like you fucking like the worst thing you would get is you would get the opposite. You would get the guys with the beer muscles. Right. Like that's like what you have to watch out for. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're I just, not like, yeah, but you're not like a dick. But nah, like there'll be some guy that he's vibe, like, yeah. yeah. Like there's some guys he's oh here's the big guy he's a fucking mark you know what yeah. I mean yeah, yeah I never tried to muscle up on anybody yeah no you and uh, 
it was a blast. Very good comic shop too, right by the castle. There's really? a huge castle on this like volcanic plug in the middle of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. cool. I found a comic shop immediately. <laughs> nice. So you okay? So you still all right? Are you still doing you have some the comics? comics with you? Oh yeah, yeah, I love them, dude. That's awesome. That's one thing I wish like I would have gotten into more as a kid. We didn't really have one of those shops though, and I wish we did. We didn't have a shop. We had them at the convenience stores. They had their spinner rack. Oh. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And then eventually in Wilkes-Barre, but like on the other side of Wilkes-Barre, it was like very far. There was a proper shop. And once yeah. I got my car, man, I was there every Wednesday. New comic book day. I was there every Wednesday. Really? Yeah. And they eventually shut down. They retired well, in a good way. They didn't like it. They didn't right, go right. out of business. They retired. And then I had to find a different spot. But by then we were already going to college. Matter of fact, <laughs> freshman and sophomore year of, uh, at Villanova, new comic book Wednesday. I'd be walking down to the comic shop, stop at the wine and spirits on the way, walk right back, back to the dorms. You could see me with the with the bag in the bag. Yeah. You yeah. New, new bag of comics, new couple bottles of mad dog, and you're that's a good fucking little bankers night, club, bro. little bankers club. Oh baby. Yeah. I love I love that one. I remember when we would be, and we'll get to this more later. But when we were working at Vinny T's, like they would like bring like different professional, like, you know, mixologists and fucking people that would come in like beer talk and, and talk about booze and stuff. And I remember they told us that scotch was original. It's called scotch because it originated in Scotland and real scotch is made in Scotland. Right. And then I looked at we had a bankers club scotch that was made in Scobieville, New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. <laughs> The home of Bankers Club, Scobieville, New Jersey. Oh, done Scobie, me well. Scobie they made them all. Those bottles. Yeah. This bottle up there, some plant. God yeah. knows how they make the booze. Oh, God. I don't even want to. <sighs> just, yeah. That stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking. I remember, Burn, you taught me this term. Uh, gut, rock gut. Rock gut. Rock gut. Yeah, that's yeah. bad stuff. Ugh, that shit, Mad Dog, dude. I remember drinking Mad Dog, and like you'd say, "Oh, that's rock gut, man. Don't drink that." And I was like, "You're right. I'm feeling it. It's not good." So, all right. So let's keep it moving then. So you're you go home for summer. You do the whole fucking back home thing, right? Then you mm-hmm. come back. You're fucking Danny Big Dick on campus. Everybody <laughs> fucking knows what's going on. You, so you go back to campus and then did you get a job right away or how did that work? It's a bit of a blur here, but between somewhere over the line between sophomore and junior year, I did get a job pretty much on campus at right. a coffee shop. That was, there was a train station that runs, the train l- runs right through the campus and there's the a R5. little train stop there. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember the bean that had like the little coffee shop there? Um, I don't well, know. you wouldn't. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I somehow got it in there. I had a contact there. I knew somebody who was working there and uh, they knew I was looking for a job. So they helped me out. I didn't know how to make coffee. I right. barely even had coffee. Yeah. I remember that is, yeah. that has changed because yeah. I started working there and it was a train stop. So you go busy, dead, busy, dead. And so I'd be whapping up these uh, espressos and cappuccinos for people. And, uh, and then it'd be quiet for a while. And I'd be like, you know what? I'll try one. You know, it smells pretty good. I know how to make it. Maybe I'll try a little one. Addict for life. Oh, life. Oh. It's the only food I'm still kind of snobby about is coffee. Yeah. 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 And cocktail sauce. But we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh dude. And no. cheese balls. Cheese and cheese balls. Yes. Of course. Planters. I mean, get, get out of the odds. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, we if you got any bit of class, you're going planters. So I don't want to, you know. <laughs> So nice. So you're working there. And how did you like the job as a barista? Fun. Okay. I know you're you getting you getting whacked up on that caffeine. 
Dude, like I the first time, like the first couple weeks of you doing the caffeine, you must have just been fucking popping off everywhere. <laughs> just like, hey, hey, I was dude. like, didn't did you just know about coffee? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Bro, I remember uh, when I went to Europe, I never I get dude, there's something different with European coffee. And I feel like, you know, like these coffee bean type of places will have a stronger brew than like a normal, you know, fucking gimme, gimme like the whack-a-mole curate gimmicks. Yeah. But I went to, I was in Europe and I had a Turkish coffee, like a real Turkish coffee. It's bro. the only kind I've ever had. I'm dying to try. There's a Lebanese supermarket here I want to try because I know they oh, have. Oh, bro. If that shit puts a pep in your step and your ass in the john, I'll tell you right now that fucking <laughs> stuff, bro. I had the game's one. the game. You oh, know what dude. the game is. Oh, dude, I had one every day. I with breakfast. I fucking loved it. It was like so the gimmick, like it still has shit in the bottom of it, right? Like yeah. the rinds. Yeah, because they like, don't filter it. Yeah, they just boil it in the in the little tin, dude, like the yeah. My uh, my mother in law knows how to make it, so like they'll make it here every <sighs> once in a while right bro and like they make this other stuff called mountain tea with this special herb that grows in albania and it's like it's a cure-all herb you know but uh fucking dude i'm telling you the turkish coffee big big fan highly recommend i'm gonna try that immediately you ever having a slow day and you don't want to sleep fucking yeah buddy that'll put some (laughs) that'll put some fucking shit on you all right so nice so you're doing the barista thing would you start waiting tables and being a barista at the same time? Did you leave the barista place? And if so, um, why? I left the on-campus job when we moved off campus. Okay. And I got a job at a, one of the, a, a, a barista job at the COSI, C-O-S-I, those sandwich places. Okay. They were kind of like super bougie and like, right, right, right. and it did that for a couple of months. And then I started waiting tables at this little Mexican place in Bryn Mawr. Uh, a little Mexican restaurant called uh, Maritas, which has been out of business for years. So let's call it what yeah. it is. They were famous for having cheap beers, cheap booze, great little bar, cheap yeah. Mexican food. Yeah. Um, nobody associated with the place was from Mexico or knew anything about Mexico. <laughs> uh, the owner was uh, this uh, dude is Indian. So he's like, he just likes it. He just likes the food. He's like, it's pretty Mexican easy to make. Food. We'll just make a restaurant. Yeah. And like all the guys in the back were like, you know, um, they're all white guys from like Delco. So like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, but, yeah. you know, you just fold the burrito yeah. and it was good enough. And uh, uh, it was a blast though, because, you know how it is in college when you wait in tables. Like, you know, everybody, all your friends are working there. At least like not all your friends are working there, but all the people who are working there are your friends. Like, right, right, at right. least two or three of the people. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the bartender, you know, some of the waiters. So like yeah. people would come in to see them, but you know them anyway. So you'll hang out after your shift. And it was yeah. just a blast. It was yeah, a great man. time. And then I think I made a direct line from there when they shut down, which was like a planned exit. Like they knew they were going out of business. So they just ran out the clock. Uh, then I went to Vinny T's because Bernie had the in there. So, okay. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to do some talking about this. So, um, the way, so we talk about the main line. So if you're not from the Philadelphia area, you won't know this, but the main line is one of the wealthiest places in the world, right? It's Lancaster Avenue. They call it the main line. There's, it's like, you know, a bunch, it's a bunch of different towns on this one major road. And like, you know, like this road is packed with everything like car dealerships, bars restaurants clothing stores like just anything you can think of right but like you know essentially like right it starts at like city line ave and it ends in like malvern correct so it spans yes. like yeah you know miles and miles yeah 15 miles yeah and it's nothing and it's nothing but commerce right and like yeah. you're in you know, 
and, and, and Villanova. Yeah. But like you would have, but like, like on this road, like there's a ton of different shops, but like some of them are old homes converted to bars. And then some of them are like Ferrari dealerships, right? Like it's just, yeah. you get like a little bit of everything. And like, you would hit like different pockets. Like, okay, here's a strip of bars. Here's a strip of restaurants. Right. And then you would go to where we would work at. We, so the place you're referring to Vinny T's, AKA Vinny Tessa's was in Ardmore, right? So there's, I think it's like Winwood, then Ardmore, Win- Narberth, Win- Winwood, Win- Ardmore, right? Technically it was in Winwood. Okay. He's in Winwood. Okay. So it was in Winwood, right? And it was in like a shopping center and it was an old movie theater that they converted into an Italian restaurant. And it was famous for massive portions. And it kind of was like the originator of family style dining, right? Like in, in a commercial sense, family style dining, right? And so that's where all of this would meet, where Dan's life would change forever. He would probably meet the most important person in his life at Vinny T's. And then he would also meet his wife there as well. So... <laughs> Dan, you get the in at Vinny T's. I'm already there at that point because yep. I started there just before you. Burn, I think you started there just before me, right? Yeah. So you get and you would get a you would get all the 44 guys. Richie worked there, right? And Ellen worked there. Dan oh, yeah. worked there. And then like you yeah. even get like Richie's uh Richie's college buddies, like Tim. Timmy, right? yeah, tall Tim, yep. right? Yeah. yeah and like there was a bunch of different like good dudes and like you know good like good looking chicks and everything that were like dude it was a it, like there'd be on like think about this like most like restaurants would have like a normal size restaurant has a wait staff of maybe like 10 people then you'd have a cook staff of maybe six or seven right depending on the night like there'd be nights where we'd have a wait staff of like 17 16 people right and like you'd have all these tables and you're just going. Then you'd also have food runners. Then you'd also have bus boys. Then you'd also have cooks and dishwashers. So it was a lot of people that worked in this place. So then you get to Vinny T's. This is your first waiting gig. You would meet the most important person in your life, the executive producer, editor, and host of the Working Perspectives podcast, Matt Lavelle, a.k.a. Uncle Maddie. Then you would also meet your wife at this place so you start working here uh we've talked i've talked about him on the show before uh the the boss we all had matt schlott where say what you want about him right i thought he was a good boss and the reason i thought he was a good boss is because he he was an asshole but he was the same asshole to everybody he didn't play favorites he fucking told you how it was no bullshit and i like that so you're working at a restaurant first time. It's an Italian place. It's like a bunch. It was all like young college kids that work there and me and like a bunch of like scumbags, like awesome cooks and like just a bunch of fun. So what did you think about working at this place and your first job as a waiter? Go ahead. Uh, loved it. <laughs> loved it. It was all the reasons you just said. It was a ton of energy, a ton of people. Um, and uh you know, it was, it was, the money was fine, but it was really more just like, it was, um, it was almost like a hangout all the time. Yeah. And that even just like stepping in the back, stepping outside, people having smoke, having whatever, smoke. just hanging out. Yeah. I didn't even smoke and I hung out outside. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of energy, like um, even if people weren't tight, they'd hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we yeah. go to, there was a bar in the corner, Yates that we'd go to after shifts sometimes. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, even if you didn't say, Hey, let's go to the bar. You would just go over there. Someone will be over there. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And, uh, it's cool when so many people are 
you know, it's like a transition kind of job. So like yeah. all these different people from all these different situations are all coming through. And so there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of like, you know, that kind of energy of uh, being, you know, in your twenties, but also being like, you know, I'm not going to be here too long in this particular spot. So let's, you know, let's have some fun yeah. while we're here. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And it was like, dude, it was all, it was just a bunch of young horny kids wanting the party that went to colleges and like everyone likes sports and hanging out. And I will say this, and I didn't partake in this and I know you guys didn't either, but the, like the hospitality industry as a whole is infamous for being a drug den. Drugs are everywhere in the hospitality industry. I never partook and I know you two didn't either. Um, but it's just like, you know, when, like, when you're first coming into that and you're getting to know people and getting to know, like how the game works and how the place is, and you're meeting like all these different, like, you know, good looking people, fun people hanging out. It is a good time. Also there's like, you get free food and for for a bunch of poor, like living on your own kids, like that was one of the biggest things that everyone loves, but yeah. It was also kind of nice about the, the room itself. Like you said, it was an old movie theater. Yeah. It blasted out on the walls. So the ceiling was like 30 feet high. Yeah. There was this big open room. Massive. So even though you had all these people in there and the kitchen going and everything, you never felt like hot and like yeah. stuffy. Yeah. And so there's you was plenty of room to move around and different yeah. places to go to. And you you were really you could really get a walk going once you got going in there. Yeah. So there was this it wasn't that sense of like being in a in a, a greasy little spot. Like yeah. it was it was cool. I wish we could shout out everybody from there, but we don't have the time. I would be here all day. Yeah, we'd be here all day. But yeah, it was, you know, it was awesome. So nice, man. So you're working there and then we'd all be working there for a little bit. Right. And then one day they would hire this young lady who seemed just like the nicest young lady. And how how did you how did you approach her how did you 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 know woo her as it would go like how did all that take off well i was a little bit too cool i mean at first i mean it's obviously. true it's true i don't mean cool in a cool true. way i mean cool in like a too laid back way because you know like i said yates was the bar in the corner people go to yates after work yeah so i'm like trying to ask for like a chill like hangout like hey you know you want to a lot of us are going you want to come yes come on yeah it's a big you know a lot of go, a lot of people go yeah she took that to me like oh it's gonna be hangout so she went got a roommate and came over it was me i was like okay uh that was i was too nonchalant about that yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she figured that out immediately because she's way smarter than me and yeah. then the next time i was like maybe just the two of us go and yeah. uh and um you know, man, it was not even that complicated. Like when it fits, it fits. And we were, we hit it off right away. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I know your wife and she's a sweetheart, man. And dude, Thanks, you're, man. you're a lucky guy. There, right. I mean, there'd, be, there'd be a couple people that would meet their wives at this place. Fern? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. I sure did. And yeah. I, uh, I really executed well. Like she had a boyfriend. <laughs> he also worked there. He was a sweet guy. He never stood a chance. I zeroed in. I made her yeah. a bartender. Um, yeah, yeah. It was only a matter of time. But yeah, yeah. no, no. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of real love love connections. A lot of a lot of babies. A lot of babies coming out of truth. Uh, oh, of man. Uh, truth. Oh, baby tees. Baby tees. Baby tees. Yeah. Baby tees. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I was just, I mean, I'm going to have to cut this. I was just about to be like, wait, did T knock up Kelly? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no. She's married. She's married to someone else and has a kid. T just had twins like a year ago. So oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Love T. He's got like two little dudes who are like a year and a half. That's I, awesome. I fucking. Love I think I'm friends with him. I gotta check him out, dude. I, yeah. yeah, is he on Facebook? I wonder. If he's, he's on. on. He, yeah, he's on. He's but he uses his name. I'm like, who? Oh, T. Okay. T- yeah. Tyrande. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tyrande. Okay. Tyrande. Tyrande Rogier. Tyranny Rogier. Yeah. Shout out Tyranny Rogier. T. Love him. Dude, T, T was the fucking best. He was, That's the harm when you only know people's nicknames, though. You're like, wait, oh, yeah. I guess this person has an actual like name. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I will like, never be able to find them again for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T and Sean Z. Hunterelli. Right, <laughs> like everybody. Oh, that little it. dude. Oh. Is he still alive? What, what are the ho- odds that he's still alive? Oh, Sean Z. Hunterelli, shout out. Yeah, I mean, I hope so, man. He was all right, a- but it's got to be like six to one. No, oh, there's <laughs> no way. There's no way. He, I do. I love that kid to death, but he was just going like, ah, oh, man. He went down so many wrong roads. Poor fucking kid. Yeah, you know. that's the face. Anyway. I just remembered who you're talking about. Yeah, yep. Food I was, was like, oh yeah, yep. F- food runner, yeah. maniac, dude, little, yeah. little skinny guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you Love can't do that many drugs when you weigh eighty pounds, man. You know, <laughs> like it's gonna catch up. Yeah, you're too yeah. small. You're too small, son. You're too small for it. Yeah, and he's like one of those. Uh, yeah, and he, you know, he liked the fight, and yeah, it wasn't a great scenario for him. But he was big fan. All right, so anywho. Yeah, let's keep it moving. So then you go, you leave Vinny T's and you're yeah. and you're leaving there, but you left there with a little something. You left there with a friendship that would last forever, and then also your wife. So yes. um honestly, now, a lot of friendships. Yeah, dude. I would still I would love dude. Let's fucking try to get a Vinny T's round table going here, okay? <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of people we wouldn't be allowed to bring because I'm married. I can get but... I, I can get I can get Jana. <laughs> Really? Oh, I would love to get Jana on the show. I can get Jana. And she's safe to have on the show because I yeah. never slept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I I dude, Jana is like one of my favorites. I love Jana. She's awesome. Big fan. I'm still in I'm still in touch. I can get her. Dude, get her on this. Dude, Jana would might be the best person ever have on the show. So yeah. all right, so let's keep it moving. So after you get done Vinny T's, you leave there. And then did you go right to an office job after Vinny T? Like a pseudo yeah. office job? No, yeah, pretty much. Um, so I had for like a... Go ahead. For like a month, I was with this uh, recruiting group down in Center City uh, where they were trying to do like headhunting for IT. Yeah. And it was just a mess. I mean, they like didn't have like computers for people. They would just be like, all right, let's call people up and try to get appointments. Yeah. And I was like, to do what? Like To, yeah. to talk. Like, but about what? Yeah. And, you know, they were just ripped through new college grads. They paid all right, but it was my first job. I had blank resume aside from it. So I needed something. But yeah. at one point, the guy was trying to get me to understand the role. And he's like, you know, man, this is, you're being very comedy. You're getting people on the phone and you're just like letting them drive the conversation. You're not being sales or anything. I mean, this isn't customer service. And as I'm going, like, uh huh, uh huh, I'm thinking, customer service, you say? So, like, yeah. I'm naturally good at that. Yeah. Yeah. So I immediately check the, uh, this was the monster.com and oh. found a job in, uh, in Kanji doing customer service for this nice. not-for-profit that was right in West country. Nice. And, um, great. Uh, but just for those listening out of state country, by country, he means contra Hawk in Pennsylvania. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So you're if in you're the, on the, sorry, if you're on the blue route, it's the, well, if yeah. you know, the blue, you know, now, 
Now all the people from out of state know what we're talking yes, about. Right, now, right, right. now this all yeah. fits into place. Yeah. Just so you know. Oh, oh Contra Hawkins. Oh. <laughs> if good, you're if good. you're from Conchi. Surely he meant West Contra Hawkins, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're from Conchi, you don't call it Conchi, you call it Conchi. From Conchi. Right. So I I mean I found that out. But sorry, I interrupted you. You were going great. My fault. No one gives a shit where Concha Hawkin is. Nope. You're right. Let's keep it going. <laughs> Uh, the uh, great, it was an office job, but it was a very small company, like maybe yeah. 150 people. Yeah, really, really, really great uh, culture. Everyone yeah. looked out for each other, there was no backstabbing or anything. Nice. There was rare. no uh, everyone, yeah, really rare, really good. And like people who had been around knew that they were like, they yeah. knew they had a nice place there. Yeah, and matter of fact, when my brother moved to town, he was looking for a job. I was like, you got to get in here, yeah. you got to get in here. This is nice, fun. and he did. Oh, uh, he's actually still there, and um, oh, nice. Yeah, um, really great spot. In fact, they had a tuition program that they'd pay for you to get like a master's. And yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm like, cool. I want to get a film degree. They're like, no, 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 like <laughs> a proper thing. Yeah, so business like, oh. club. Yeah, so I was like, well, man, if you're paying for it, right? You know, so almost like as a laugh, I was like, I'll take the GMAT, see how I do. Yeah. And then I get my score, and I'm like, I don't know enough about the GMATs to know if that's a good score. Yeah. But I, I started applying places, and uh, St. Joe's took me. And the whole right. time, it was almost like a game of chicken. I was like, oh, fine, I'll take the test. Fine, I'll apply to the school. Fine, they let me in. I guess I'll go to the classes. And then I'm like, years into this, I'm like, How, am I really doing this? Yeah. But they paid for it. They only paid enough for me to go like part-time, like one class right. a semester, which right. turned out to be all right. Yeah. At first, I thought like, man, this is easy. I'm getting my MBA. This isn't so hard. That's because I never took a single business or finance class in, as an undergrad. Because right. I was you know, theater magoo. I was doing like English and history and stuff. And uh, I was taking undergrad classes and yeah, they weren't that hard because for a college graduate, you can do college courses. And then I hit the graduate level and it was just a brick wall. Just like, nope, I don't understand anything you're talking about. Yeah. And that was rough because then it was also like, you know, because the company was paying for it, I wasn't out of pocket anything. So I could really just walk away from this train wreck anytime I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, But um, my wife always kept me honest. She was like, no, stop it. Just keep going. And then I just good for her. Yeah, absolutely. Because then yeah. I just applied myself. And then the funny thing is, of course, now the stuff that was giving me so much trouble is child's play. You had to power through and really get what yeah. was going on with the work. Yeah. And so, yeah, I kept on that, kept on that. And then like it's seven years of, of night school later, uh, a month before my first kid was born, I got my MBA. Oh, good on you. Thanks. Man. Yeah. But even though, you know, I liked where I was working. Um, right. But like I said, there was not a big company. So also not a lot of room. Yeah. Grow. Growth. Everyone is had their jobs. Man. Well, and. Mind you, it was, this would have been like 2013. So like the 2009 crash, no one retired. Yeah. And so at a small company like that, the people who have the nice cushy jobs up here have to retire so that yeah. everyone else down here can go up here. And yeah. that wasn't happening. And even yeah. if it did, it was like, well, there's not enough to go around. And I got this MBA. I should probably like, like use it. And yeah. so um, I got a job at one of the big like uh, financial firms out in the burbs where it was like just a massive multinational situation. I won't say what, but uh you know, they, that was my first job in, in finance. And I got in and I was just answering the phones, basically doing it to answer the phones again. But this time, yeah. honestly, every job I've had has just been waiting tables. It's just been like different stuff on the menu. Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm just getting the people what they want and like making sure they don't have allergies. That's all I do. Uh, yeah. But this started with this and then I bopped around in that company a little bit, uh, different roles in the, in the financial sector and learning a ton. And it's kind of the same situation, man. They had a program where you could get your CFP. Yeah. which is certified financial planner, which yeah. is like a professional degree. Very, very tough test. You got to study for a year to even take the test. Yeah. And there's fees involved. They would spring for the 
schooling. They would spring for the test. Yeah. No strings. I could leave the day after I passed the test. And so I'm like, all right, man, this worked out last time. Let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, chicken and again. So, yeah. Load them up. And yeah. so I uh, started doing that. Got my CFP there. Um, that was a very like niche firm, like the, the big company. They, they really handled like people's uh, like retirement accounts and investments and stuff, but they didn't do all the other stuff. And it was so big that I couldn't be, I couldn't have clients. Like I would have people in my life be like, Hey, can you handle my money? And be like, no. Cause I got to like, it would be a favoritism. So I got to like, I got to be dealing with right. strangers and only, and it was kind of like, yeah. Uh, uh. So I'm out of there. And now yeah. I'm doing, now I'm doing that. Now I'm like a full on financial professional uh, where I can do that. I can be like, you're my clients. I can, I can be selective about my clients and be like, yeah. who am I going to, and it's, it's, I actually really love it. Cause like um, a lot of people, man, this is probably not going to, break anyone's minds here a lot of people get into finance to chase money yeah and they'll be like watch wolf of wall street and think like that dude's awesome yeah i mean that's like the other they watch uh, what was the one they like boiler room yeah so the young guys the young guys coming up at, at the place i was at where i was yeah. like you know guys this is how i came to it differently because i was in my 30s when i got my mba and i had kids yeah. like i was able to talk to people who were just trying to save so that they could someday retire or get their yeah. kids to college yeah and so i spoke to them on that level yeah and that is what i can do now to be like yeah we're not going to be doing options yeah. on GameStop derivatives and stuff like this. We're just going to talk about your actual, <laughs> yeah. it's weird to have to like remind people like, we're talking about your life savings. So let's not dig around. Let's yeah. be safe and sensible here. Yeah. Um, but I can do that and be like, cause we're, I'm, you know, my, my goal, my dream is to have everybody just be retired and be right. able to just do whatever they want to all the time. Fuck yeah, uh, man. You know what I mean? That's the goal. So like, I want to do that for as many people as possible. Dude, that's uh, great. Cause that's the, that's the dream man. to be able to wake up and be like, I know there's all about working perspectives, but how about just not even working, just being like, we're working on whatever you want. Like basically being your own boss. That's what yeah. retirement's all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, that's what, there's ways to get there. It's just, you got to prepare and get the math. And that's what I've been trained how to do. But like, that's what my focus is really on is helping people sort stuff out. And it was a weird road to get there. Like you had to, you had to do all that stuff with the people who were just trying to get some, move some money around and talk about wealth management and stuff yeah, like this. Yeah. Uh, wealth management is what they call it when you basically just handle money, like a big old pile of money for somebody. And yeah. It's like, you yeah. have so much wealth, you can't manage it. You yeah. had to call in a professional to yeah. just like, and at that point, like, it's like, buy the Lambo. Who cares? You can't yeah. go broke. So just yeah. do whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah. if I even really help in here, you know what yeah. I mean? Whereas with someone who like people like us who are like blue collar, you know, yeah, yeah, I got jobs, but like people get the wrong idea. I've helped I've helped people who, who are retiring with way less than you might think. Yeah, but you know you mix it with social security. Maybe you paid off your house a few years ago. This can be done, and uh, you just got to know what you're doing. It's really rewarding to to be able to actually impact somebody like that. You know what I mean? Dude, that's incredible, yeah. man, and that's awesome that you're doing that, and that's your view. Because like you said, there is a lot of people that their view is fucking I want the yacht with the lobsters yelling at the FBI. And yeah. that's, you're like, no, I want to help the, the people like me. I want to help the people with the family to, you know, peace of mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's it, tough too, because like people will get, you know, when you're starting out, you're just trying to pay your bills. Yeah. You're thinking long-term, you don't have a plan. You're just trying to get your job, get your paycheck, get your bills paid. Yeah. But then people don't reflect. They stay in that mode. Mm-hmm. And then almost, I don't even know if they're always aware of it, but like, even though they're they're they, they're in their jobs for a while, their career's going good, they're making more money. They'll just grow their bills, 
and it's like they'll get a car that's fancier than they really need or like you know what i mean like yeah. and for whatever reason they just want to be like they want you know it's, i guess it's natural to want nice things but no one's got perspective <laughs> and no. it's like dude if you just chill on this and just get a nice you know get the chevy you know yeah. it's nice yeah you can chill and then think long term and then you'll be be able to honestly retire in your 50s instead yeah. of working to your 70s if you think this thing out yeah you know what i mean yeah you can gary yeah. be it you know do that you know what's well, it's tough to come up for air is the real thing like uh, you know day to day man and talk about finances i all the time people get like embarrassed when they talk to me They're like you know i don't really know much about this and i'm like <laughs> I, I went to master's school for seven years i studied another year took this massive test i've been working on this for years i only know this stuff because i did all that like it's hard I don't know. Yeah. I don't know your job. I couldn't like show up at your job tomorrow and do it. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. So like, people, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's yeah. just a service. It's like, I don't get embarrassed calling the plumber because I don't know how to do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm just a money plumber. Is how yeah. I look at it. Dude, you're that's yeah. it. Yeah, you're exactly right. It is crazy too. Like I, the role I just got a new role at my place, and the role that I'm in now is and i think about this all the time it's really is like you're waiting tables right yeah. like if you're dealing like if you're dealing with the client right they come in they sit down they order right they order from you you then put their order in then your job is to maintain with them how everything's going right like that's exactly you know, it, like okay well here's this here's your first course do you need more water? Do you need more of this? Do you need more of this? Okay. And oh, we don't have this. You just have to keep communication lines open and then like, just make sure they know what's going on and things like that. Right. Like, and you got to talk to the kitchen. Yep. And you got, and you yeah, talk you, to the you're the one that communicates with the guys in yep. the back. You're the one that, yeah, dude, you're exactly right. That's, that's all the job is. That's and all that, it is. Those skills you learn waiting tables like that apply to find it. They apply to anything really. It yeah. certainly have applied to me, man, where it's like, I'm talking one way to this customer, this client, I'm talking another way to the processors. You got to, they got a stack of stuff they get through before they yep. can get to that. No, yeah, I haven't talked to people. dude, that's one thing I feel like that's something that should, that'll probably be a course if it isn't already in colleges is like, you know, being a people person, right? Like yeah. being, having good like communication skills and, and like people skills, right. That is such a dying thing nowadays that like you, when you like, you know, like if you, if you're just polite and like know how to talk to different people, different ways and, and make them feel comfortable, bro, you can just fucking like, you can do whatever. And if you like, I think too, like working in the service industry shows like this is hard work, like teaches you how to work hard, but like shows you like, look, if you can do this, you can do that. Like you can get this job and you can succeed. And like, I'll tell you, man, there was a long time I worked in the service industry for a long time. And I would think like, dude, I can't, I can't work in an office, right? Like, look at me. I didn't go to college. I've been, you know, whatever bartending, right? Like who, how could I work in an office? And that's not the case. People don't realize how overqualified they are to work in an office. You just have to learn what you're doing and do it. It's like, yeah. yeah the just, computer system at your point of sale at the, the restaurant is as complicated as anything they're using. Couldn't in the agree more. Could not <laughs> agree more. And you use it five times, you start getting used to it, and it's not yep. as bad as you think. You get the hang of it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Dude, awesome. So let's keep it moving. So uh, real quick, though, would you be cool? And I know we talked about this in the pre-show. Would you be cool like to talk about like what a day in the life is like for you at your job? Yeah. Go ahead. So Yeah, positively. Yeah. So, all right. So real quick then we talked about like what your, your ambitions are and your ideas and how you view like your current job, but what is like a day in the life like at your job right now? I work from home. Okay. So, um, I really keep, I keep, uh, it's always kind of a rolling thing because, um, when I started this, I started my new, my position now 
where I'm just a CFP. I'm an advisor uh, out there in the wild. Like I'm through, I'm through a licensed like entity, but um, you know, it's basically just me. And um, I started this and it was my first time. I wasn't like a regular old show up at the office job. And I started in the early, early 2020. Uh, Perfect. Perfect time to get out there and meet people. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was rough, but also gave me time to like, noodle it out and figure out like the thing is i am uh licensed to do stocks bonds mutual funds dfts uh your license to sell insurance wow life insurance property and casualty insurance uh, medicare supplement insurance and a medicare advantage plans uh because you know i'm just a junkie for learning new things and and once i realized i could do one thing i could do everything problem is you're doing everything so what are you doing today like you got to pick a thing to do Uh, so that's a big part is um i maintain relationships with people I already knew people clients already have people who um, you know, I'm out there on the social media. Everybody knows me. So like, I'll get people reach out to me out of nowhere. Yeah. I'll get people that like, you know, we talked a while ago and we let it drop. Let me call them up and see what they're thinking about yeah. doing. And um, I'll, I'll consult with people mostly though. Like um, it's just, I guess they call it networking, but yeah. just talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> no one told me that. It's like, oh, I got a network. What does that mean? It's like go to happy hour and like we have friends and talk to people. So, yeah. Okay. You'd be surprised how much like you just drop something and people are like, oh, oh." yeah. And Um, it's the last person too that you're like, oh wow, this person's interested. Okay. Yeah. Big time. Big time. And now um as the CFP, I do a lot of consultations with people, just like even if nothing comes of it, that's a big thing I do during the day is just talk to people about their situations. And sometimes it's like, we'll get back to this later. This isn't the right move for you now. Um, the biggest thing is also just get letting people know what I do. Because like even people who I know and hear me talk about all the time don't realize like you want to talk to a, uh, an advisor or a planner like myself, I'm not fee-based. So you can, we can have an hour long meeting and it doesn't cost you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I've had people be like, they took up an hour and a half of my time and it's, there's, there's not going to get anything through me just because it's not the right fit. And they're like, can I pay for your time? And I'm like, please don't, because I'll actually lose my license if you do. So yeah, don't yeah, do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, my day in the life changes all the time, which is actually fantastic because I got two yeah. little kids and I can drop them off at school uh-huh. and I can walk right down the street and pick them up from this uh-huh. school. And uh, I have a whole lot of freedom um, to do that. It's really great. And it's because I got all these accreditations. You know, I got the MBA, I got the CFP and I've, I've kind of put in the, the learning to, to be a resource to people uh, so that when they do, you know, uh, need me, I'm there. And then when they yeah. do make a move very rarely for the stuff I do, uh, do my clients ever pay me? It's usually because <laughs> this isn't, you know, this isn't trading places anymore. You know, there's no like buy, yeah. sell, I'm not down on the floor. Yeah. I'm just setting them up with, um, with the product that works for them. Yeah. Everything, you know, the wild west has been settled for the, for, for what I do. There's still crazy yeah. stuff out there. I don't touch that stuff. Cause yeah. you know, like I said, it's people's life savings. I'm not trying to yeah. mess around. Yeah. So if I put someone into a thing that I've done the research on and they know me, they know I, I, I'm, I'm steering them the right way. Uh, whether it be a life insurance or a retirement package thing, um, the company pays me. Yeah. They don't pay me. So like I'm actually, now that depends on the person. I deliberately look for things where if you put in $10,000, your balance is $10,000 to start with yeah. no fees, no nothing. Like there's products that are not that way. Yeah. And uh, there are products that are that way. I, I try to do that as much as I feasibly can. And usually yeah. I can. Uh, yeah. And you try to person. like break even for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like helping yeah, exactly. like 
break you're even starting, at the start. You're starting right where you came in. Yeah, you're yeah. not you're not in a hole. There's no um, overhead BS kind of thing, but that's yeah. all depending. I understand that. It all depends yeah. on the and it depends on the advisor. So it depends on who you're talking to about who's going to do that. Um, I'm, so yeah, my day in the life is really, man, really fluid. Uh, so some days I'll be gent. Some days I'll be like, I have a ton to do and not a lot of time to do it. And yeah. other times, you know, get the kids to school, go out for a run, you know, stretch out a little bit, come back and be like, okay, I've time got these to... people to call. I've got these people to call. I got to follow up on this, this, and this. It's always in motion. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, nice. uh, That's awesome though. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Cause it's never boring, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the, dude, and you like what you're doing, man. And you're passionate about it. And like, you're like researching and learning about it. And that's awesome, man. You know, like it's tough fucking- though, because I'll over explain my, that's a big killer for me. Cause I think that everyone finds this stuff as fascinating as dude, I do. So I love I'm it. Jump into it about I, like, yeah, you know, dude, I like any, yeah. anybody, any, anybody who has a wife understands that. Yeah. Like you ever just, you're talking about to, to your wife about something that you think that like, how could everyone not be fascinated by this? And then you just watch your eyes yeah. glaze over after about three minutes and you go, okay, but I only have a minute left. I'm going to finish this. Yeah. She, she had, yeah. she hasn't told me to shut up. She hasn't immediately said like, you know, that if I mustered all the energy I had in my body right now, I couldn't give a shit about this, but right. you yes. seem excited about it. Like, yeah. So she, uh, yeah, yeah. it means something to you to finish this. Yeah. Just finish, yeah. Just finish up. Just yeah. Finish up. And they're going to play along and be nice. And it's great. It's great. How Dan, uh, So Dan, how old are your kids? Eight and about to turn five. Turns five Dude. on Sunday. Do they still like, are they still excited to see you after school? Yeah. Isn't that the fucking best? Thing? It's the best thing on the earth. There's nothing yeah. better when like, like my daughter will come running to like the door at school. I fucking love it. There's nothing better in the world. Dude. Now it's not hundred percent. Sometimes, Some, it's just, sometimes it's just day. like uh yeah sometimes it's just like uh hey, i didn't need that jacket yeah i didn't need that jacket you said to take a jacket i need a jacket it's in my backpack <laughs> carry it carry my backpack yeah <laughs> asshole exactly <laughs> fucking what you what, what do you know about yeah. jackets jerk I'm, I'm schlepping this jacket around all day now because of you yeah. not knowing weather yeah get come on get your yeah. shit dad you're supposed to know what the rest of, yeah <laughs> nice so all right we're coming to the top of time uh before we get out of here there is one question i would like to ask you and okay. i've asked you this before but i would like to hear if you have an enlightened opinion about this because i believe it's been almost 10 years since i've asked you this question oh, wow <clears throat> the question is and burn you can rein in on this too um who is cooler Indiana Jones or Han Solo? What a mean thing to do to your guest. I mean, I can I can speak. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vamp a little bit. I'm going to give Gallagher some time to get his, his, his yeah, answer please together. Do, please do. I gotta but because uh, 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 I know this is going to be a very thoughtful consideration. Um, wow. Talk about just shooting one right through your boy's heart here. Um, not, not the first time I've asked him this, but I do no, want to no. hear. I do remember what he said last time, but I'm excited to hear what he says. This time. But go ahead. Has, what are your thoughts? Has, has age or experience changed his perspective? Listen, for me, um, it's it's going to be t- it's it's still Han Solo. Um, it was Han Solo when I was nine. It's Han Solo when I'm 39. Nothing um, against Indy. No. And I would in fact, I can I would say that like. Indiana Jones, you remember when you asked me 
what my favorite movie was when I was 10 years old. And my yeah. answer was easily Indiana Jones and the last crusade. There was right. nothing that was cooler in the world at yeah. 10 years old. No ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when he throws them off the blimp. <laughs> yeah. 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 The best. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just tough to, you're not going to beat Han Solo for me, for me personally, even as I've gotten older, I have not matured into the kind of professional that Indiana Jones is. Yeah. Uh, I'm still kind of out there nerf hurting, you know? Sure. Aren't we all? Aren't we? I mean, isn't there a nerf herder inside of all of us? Well, I'd like to think so. A smuggler. <laughs> a smuggler. A cad. A scoundrel. Dude, nobody, <laughs> nobody's knocked more people out with one straight right than Indiana Jones has. That's true. The oh. right hand of God, yeah. Oh. That's true. That's Just true. Dropping cats. His right haymaker is. Uh, it makes so chop. much noise, yo. Oh. <laughs> I know, and like you've all heard the story of, um, like, why he shot the guy in the, yeah, in the, in the poop. Yeah, because he had the shits that day. Yeah. He's like, I'm not Same doing dude. a fight scene, dude. Fucking love it. So good, right? So good. Fucking love it. So nice. All right, though. Um, I mean, so so Gallagher. I mean, yeah, what's your answer? All right. Pros and cons here, man. Pros and cons. Indiana Jones is a professor who just kind of takes off and goes to all the spots of the world. He speaks every language. I'm just letting you know, I, I have your previous answer written down and I will read it after you give this one. Okay. I have this no recollection incredible. of ever being asked this question, by the way. Yeah, this is incredible. All right. So I'm weighing pros and cons. Indy, extremely cool. Iconic hat, jacket combo. Uses the whip. No one else uses the whip. No one else can use the whip. He's an in all the film. That's incredible. Done. Like he owns it. The whip. And it, out of nowhere, who uses a whip? India. You know, it was never weird. You never. No. Like, this no. guy's got a whip for. Right. Zoro. Zoro could go whip. whip Zoro could. But Zoro could go for the whip. And that's yeah. grandfathered in. If yeah. you make a new Zoro, you can use the whip because that's grandfathered in. Right. Um, but Indy. Indy. He had the hat. Indy's got the whip. He's got the death traps. He's got the girls. He's got He's the fight Nazis rocks. all the time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hates them. Hates him. Hates Nazis. Nazis. Just hates, hates some Nazis. Nazis. Hates them. And uh, snakes. He survived uh, a plane crash in a in a boat. Yeah. In a, crazy. In a, in a, Wait. In, in terms of stunt. In a rat. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of stunts, he does hate snakes. Course. Good shout. The thing is, having a spaceship is cool, but having the fastest spaceship in the galaxy. And your co-pilot's Chewbacca the Wookiee is the coolest thing Pretty cool. that you can be. Yeah. And that's just it. And <laughs> it's not easy. It's no. not easy. No. But the hat is cool, but yeah. the Millennium Falcon is cooler. Mm, and you had a pretty – and don't, don't forget the vest. Pretty sweet vest. The vest was solid. Pretty the sweet vest. The vest was solid. And a laser um, blaster. Oh, yeah, great. Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford wasn't going on set in between 1976 and 1985 and not looking incredible, you impeccable. know, like, yeah, he was. So yeah. It's an absolute photo finish, but I'm going to go with Han Solo. All right. So <clears throat> this is from July 8th, 2010 at 859 <laughs> p.m. This is I incredible. Asked, I asked Gallagher. <laughs> I know this is a very what circumstances. I, I, uh, this is on Facebook. Okay. So I said, I know this is a very personal subject, but I must know who's cooler, Indiana Jones or Han Solo. You replied, I will sleep on it and reply in the morning. 
it is a deep, deep question. And I said, I expect nothing less. The following day, July 9th, 2010 at 8.55 a.m. Okay, I thought it over. Another busy day at the office. Yeah, (laughs) so this is you. Okay, I thought it over. Here are my thoughts. Indiana Jones is the absolute pinnacle of awesome. He gets every girl. He saves every day. He speaks every language. He's been everywhere. Seen it all, done it all. Beat Nazis at every turn. He walks fearlessly into places that no one else would dare. That's fucking good. That's pretty cool. But he is not a space cowboy. Han Solo is the gunslinging pilot and captain of the single coolest ship in the history of sci-fi. <laughs> it hasn't changed. He nailed the greatest <laughs> chick in the galaxy, hung around with the most powerful Jedi, and he wasn't impressed. That's in parentheses, by the way. And made stopping the Empire look easy. Also, his best friend was Chewbacca, the Wookiee, basically Bigfoot. He's a space cowboy who hangs with Bigfoot. Clincher in Empire Strikes Back when the doors open on Cloud City and there's Vader in the banquet room. Everyone else is shocked. Lando double cross them. Everyone but Han Solo. He doesn't hesitate for a second. Pulls his gun and fires at Vader's heart. Vader, of course, isn't about to go out like that. But how about the stones on Solo? He can't get away, but he might as well take Vader down with him. So, in a very difficult decision, must say Han Solo is cooler. Fucking A, man. Fucking A. It's nice, man. Good I still got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so this this is the, the, the kind of thoughtfulness and consistency. This is the guy you want managing your money. Yes. All right? You know he's <laughs> yes. going to think it through. Times change. You know, the fundamentals are sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Times change. But you know, if there's if there's a philosophy and an interest and a love and a concern, it's going to bleed through. I just read my response. To what he wrote, I quoted the movie. I wrote in quotes, "Princess Leia, I love you." <laughs> then the response from Han Huge Cock Solo is, "I know." I know. Is there anything fucking cooler than that? Come on! I used to love doing that to my wife. I'll be like, I love you. And she'll say, I love you back. And I'll just say, I know. And fucking, is there anything? Fu- I said it first. And it's so fucking the coolest thing. Ever. <laughs> right? Like, come on. It was so, Harrison Ford's line. You know that? The, yeah. I read that in the, in the behind the scenes on Empire. Like, they had oh, him saying, I love you back. And it just wasn't working. He was like, so the director was like, what would you say? He was just, I said, I know. Yeah. Like, That's good. Use that. Yeah. Uh, He's the best. The fucking get back on him. God damn! <laughs> fucking love Harrison Ford. Is he dead or is he still alive? No, so no he's alive. They're, he lives. They're, they're making another one. He's shooting yeah. another indie, indie movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Nice. I mean, the, we have mixed opinions about the Crystal Skulls. I think we all well, not yeah. mixed. I think we all hated it, right? No, loved it. Not true. I mean, I'll loved watch it. it. What? Love, love. I'm still in for the ride. Yeah. Really, Dan? Love. I it. still haven't. I I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Crystal Skull? Didn't your no. brothers uh, throw up after watching it or something? If I remember correctly, no, they they like stormed out of the movie theater. But then I talked to then a couple months ago, uh, 
just a little bird walk here. Uh, Gallagher and I and former guest of the show, Murph, and future guest of the show, Dino, were in the middle of doing a shirtless house party. Because um, uh, Dino lives in California, Murph lives in Oregon. And uh, I did throw out, like, I've never seen Crystal Skull. I, th- I heard it was a piece of shit, but, but that was 10 years ago. What do you say? And Gallagher and Dino were like, is it, it's not great, but it's definitely worth the watch. And so I've, I've yeah. taken it off the no fly list. I just haven't gotten to it uh, just yet, but I have, I have, I have yet to see crystal skull. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, when you as do. a man of that, I, I understand that I love major league so much. I've never watched the sequel because I don't, don't want to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we talked, well, man, we just talked, we talked about this. I, yeah. I you know, Major League One had had everything. So good. And I'm then, just fine and, with the Indians winning the pennant, and I can just yep. leave it there. And then, and the second one's rated PG, though. Second one's rated PG. It. Tough He's to go from a, thirteen. Don't, don't no, give me that OA PG. bullshit, Dorn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough to go from tough to go from Major League, which had uh, violence, profanity, and nudity, to a oh. PG sequel. Oh. Came out. Yeah. You didn't even see the uh, direct VHS release starring Scott Bakula. The third uh, which, one, back to the was, minors. Yeah, Major League, back to the minors. Oh no, I've never seen that yeah. one either. Yeah, it's also starring uh, Walton Goggins. I think is his name. Oh, he's, he's awesome. He was in like uh, the Hateful Eight and uh, Justice. He was on Justified forever. Justified. He was on Justified. If you saw he him, pl- you'd be like that guy with the big teeth. Yeah, he played the weird. Uh, he played the weird uh, like tranny prostitute in Sons of Anarchy. He was in that weird uh, Predators movie with Adrian Brody. Yeah, Walton Goggins rules. Yeah. So, all right. So we're coming to the top of time. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, dude, I was, we were fucking when, like, I know we booked this quick and book and like got it done quick, but I'll tell you, I've been looking forward to this all week. I was really, Thanks, really, man. No, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming on burn. Thank you for fucking hooking this up. Like this, I knew this was going to be a good fucking show and it fucking delivered, man. You're always a great time to talk to love talking with you love hanging fucking so happy you came on the show uh before we get out of here dan is there anything you would like to say to the listening viewing public before we take off just thanks i had a lot of fun this was a blast dude this was great i can't hey and i know we're all usually in agreement with this boys but dan if you'd be willing we'd love to have you back on the show yeah i'd love it this this is a great time and uh just just really quick uh gallagher where can people find you if they're interested in uh and making some money work you know Uh, what's the best reach out We'll have uh, and like and whatever whatever he says, we're gonna have all the links to everything for Dan in the description of this episode. Good. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, thanks, Burn. Sorry, good save there. Um, (laughs) I fucking forgot. There's all sorts of um, marketing rules about naming companies or websites or anything. So how about I'll give you this uh, this number phone number? Okay. Well, did, you don't even have to say it here. We'll just have the information available. Oh, okay, that'd be good. Yeah, because then yeah. I could vet it and make sure that it's okay. Because yeah, there's yeah. also in in my industry, there's all sorts of stuff, and you know, I'm even if there. even if it's just even if it's just even if it's just your socials that allow yeah. someone oh, yeah. to reach out to you. Yeah. yeah, I'm Dan Gallagher. I'm a friend of the show. I'm a fan of the show. Uh, it'll be in the post, and uh, and uh, I'll make sure. Oh, that's a Facebook show. Uh, I'll comment on the Spotify. No, or whatever we'll, else we'll, well, I'll, if you send me the links to your whatever, I'll put it in the description of this episode. Cool. Financial Dan. Yeah, I've got a yeah. Facebook page to put on there. That'd be perfect. perfect. Yeah, we'll have the link to Financial Dan in the description of this episode. Burn, thanks for the save there. Completely forgot. Uh, uh, Jalen Dub, anything you want to say to the adoring fan base before we take off? Nope. Be safe. Anya Jones is cool. So is Han Solo. Everybody be good. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Benoit Poudkasse. 
Uh, before we take off, the 44th father, anything you would like to say? No, listen, it was a pleasure to be on. You know, this is my boy, the D, like I said, the DPG. His friends call him Gallagher. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, we're thick as thieves. Uh, Danny, I'm going to a bachelor party in Denver um, this weekend. And so I, I went out and got a copy of Dune today. So nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock that out on the plane. Wait, wait, there wait, like a book? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck on me. Yeah. Wait, page, page, made, pages and everything. They made a book out of flight? that? <laughs> Bernie, how's that? How long is the flight? Uh, it's like four hours out and three hours back. Oh, you you'll knock it's that big fucking yeah. dick in. I do. Yeah. I actually, I did. Uh, I did the book on Audible. It's fucking phenomenal. Got fucking phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. So, all right. Well, we're coming to the top of time here. This has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. Come to you today by Justin Richardson, Burn Podcasty, and our guest is the one and only Dan Gallagher. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And for the love of God, I will kill myself if she doesn't stop <laughs> nagging me. So please just like and subscribe or old Uncle Maddie's going to be gone. Uh, but thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See you. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, E is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.